Hey, do we sound less air conditioner? Riff. Riff. Uh, I can't really tell. Okay. Good. Oh. Could, you have t- could you tell that we were air conditioned? <laughs> uh. Gosh, Jim, turn it down. All right. You ready to record? Oh, no, there's Riff? snow coming out. I'm Zach. I'm Riff. I'm Jim. I'm Kevin. And I'm Gary. It's time for episode number 296 of Video Games Hot Dog, the podcast that Gary's on. Yay! Yay. Yep. Back as always. Usually you're not on this podcast. Yeah. I'm the vast majority. I'm. Well, he's I'm always on the 296th episode. That's true. Yeah. You're on the 296th episode of every podcast. Yeah. Uh, every, you're uh, this American Life Look Great. Yeah. <laughs> Here comes me. What do I know about 70s rock? Nothing, Mark Marin. Nothing. Is that, is that the only thing he asked anybody? I've only ever listened to the president one. Yeah, <laughs> more more or less. He he does that, and he does a lot of. Uh, so you're more successful than me, right? Uh, there's a lot of that. <laughs> I started watching uh, Glow, the like Netflix show yeah. that Mark Maron is in. Uh, it is about the casting and production of the '80s women wrestling show Glow. Um, Did he was that a real show? That? Oh, it was. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I remember my dad and I used to watch it on on Sundays. That was what we did instead of church. Sure, <laughs> our our church is this woman in overalls uh, being a violent hillbilly at a glamorous LA woman. Right, she's um, the glory. I don't remember a lot about Glow, but so this the, was a real thing. It was a real thing TV. in the eighties. Yeah, on I don't TV. remember this at all. Uh, and I think, I think I was sheltered from this by my overprotective parents. Yeah, it's definitely a thing that you would. Masturbate to? I, I mean, you could, right? Like I don't. I, well, yeah, I mean, you can masturbate. Guys, it's worked Gary, this. Come on. <laughs> I, uh, you know, the back then you had to have imagination, no matter what, right? So yeah. I don't remember it actually being all that sexy. Was like, it on a scrambled? In, uh, cable yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of hard. It was kind of hard to tell. It looked a lot like everything else. <laughs> I can't tell if this is Splash or the porn version of Splash. Uh, Sploosh. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Although I don't think sploosh was really a phrase. Uh, Nobody well, pioneered ever, it, actually. Nobody oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, how's it going, Jim? Oh, uh, pretty good. I've been watching some Glow. Have you? Yeah. How, how far in are you? I have two episodes. Me too. It's, wow. I've been enjoying it. So yeah. This is just a, I'd a watch Glow more podcast now, then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is our Glow. Welcome to Glow Rewatch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so I think in September, Ween is playing at the Masonic. Yeah. And so I went through this like soul searching couple of days where like, should I buy tickets to this? Cause like they were at one point my favorite band. So like maybe I should just buy them on principle, but I literally always hate amplified live music. So have you seen Ween live? Uh, I've seen videos of Ween live. <sighs> you, you'll mm-hmm. want earplugs, but it's real good. Really? I'm, I'm going. Yeah. Do you, do you, but okay. So f- f- just to, just to calibrate here, do you, like amplified live music? I do not. So oh, this hey, okay. Is, this is the yeah. Ween pre-watch. Well, uh, the, the tickets are probably sold out already. So <laughs> uh, I don't know. And the Glow I, Watch, really? the Ween pre-watch. I don't, I don't know that <laughs> simultaneously. Ween, I don't know the Ween really commands that that level of. Uh, yeah, but they were broken up, so it's like it's all. It, it also, this is the Bay Area. However, like, they got back together, and I didn't know about it yeah. until a couple years later. Yeah, that's true. When somebody had an extra Ween ticket that nobody wanted. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what I've been doing instead is just listening to a bunch of like old demo tapes. It's that's which I recommend. That's pretty good. Is that where uh, they like, just took, we, of Ween or of other Ween, stuff of Ween and also Ween like soundtrack the, and then the, did like some really low 
uh, low file size, like cool music video encoding. Yeah, uh-huh. Ween video. Uh-huh. And and like uh, the the respective solo acts of the two members. Okay, did they have did they have good names? Uh, one of them was called Aaron Freeman. That's just that guy's name, right? Yeah, that's just Gene's name. Uh, he was he was trying to uh, or is to that Dean's di- name? That was I, could, I don't know name, which yeah. one's Dean and which one's Gene. Uh, why would you bother? Uh, right. <laughs> uh, uh, that was uh, yeah. That was he was trying to divest himself from that image for a while, um, and now he's doing like Billy Joel covers as Gene Ween does Billy Joel, which is interesting. Okay, trying to vest himself into that image. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Um. And the other one is the Dean Ween group. And they're both pretty good. They're both like, yeah, these sound like Ween songs. And I never realized until I listened to these two respective solo acts, like, that, like, oh, the, like, that one's clearly a Dean Ween song. And that one is clearly a Gene Ween song. Which one is the Garfunkel? Uh, I, neither of them, you know, like, yeah, they, not really, they were, they, they were both the songwriter. Yeah. So. Okay. And I think both, like, fairly essential to the sound and what, what the band was. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember when uh, there was that Primus video on Beavis and Butthead and uh, Butthead told Beavis that the name of the band was the Seminiferous Tubloidial Buttnoids? <laughs> I don't remember that. I always wanted kind of there to be a side project of some band called the Seminiferous Tubloidial <laughs> Buttnoids ever since then. Sure, you could do it yourself. Be the change, man. But what band would I be a side project from? I could do a side project. The Gary Butterfield experience. Let's, I'm going to teach you some chords. Let's let's do (laughs) it. All right, we're going to start this band tonight. Stop. Stop. Okay, so that we can. Wait. No, 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 like wait. Well, it'll be like that for the rest of the night Uh, of the the learning experience. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I watched that Castlevania series too. Oh, yeah. How's that? I thought it was pretty good. Really? Did you see it, Gary? I I think we're going to do it for um, uh, Adaptation Decay. Ooh, Castlevania rewatch. Yeah, Castlevania (laughs) Castlevania (laughs) pre-watch, rewatch, and watch-watch. Are they whipping any torches? I don't remember. I would be surprised if there wasn't at least one torch that got whipped at some point. Okay. It's like the story of Castlevania 3. What I heard was that there was no wall meat. I have not seen any wall meat. No. So you can maybe answer a question about my primary anxiety about that show. Is that the trailers make it look very flashy. And I don't think of old Castlevania as being flashy. Like you move slow and, and you have sense of weight and everything is hard and things hurt. Is it that or is it just an anime where people shoot knives everywhere? There's a lot of downtime, but the combat is pretty flashy. Okay. But there is not all that much of it. Um, it's the, the, I don't really watch any anime. Do they, like, like, kill a monster, leave the room, come back in, kill the same monster again, leave the room, come back in, kill the same monster again? <laughs> no, there's right. only... Schmooze forever to get that Christmas. That, that's yeah. that's, uh, yeah, yeah. that's a late-era Castlevania trope. <laughs> right. It's the Castlevania 2 Netflix Damn series. It, this is one okay. in a hundred chance of getting a soul from, from this thing. There's... <laughs> Is there a panel? There's one that point where he swings a teddy bear at a guy. Flips upside down if he jumps on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a there's a lot of like catacombs filled with giant clockworks. Mm. That's pretty okay. good. Okay. Yeah. So do so, they? I mean, so they're just sort of using the like setting as a motif. and all the characters from okay. all the characters from Castlevania Three. It's like Out like the card. the the season. I mean, it just feels like a two hour first episode of a show it's like now the band has gotten together okay like good old good old trevor belmont and and grant dynasty sypha belnades no there's no grant dynasty no there is no grant dynasty they they were too embarrassed by the name to include that character (laughs) and plus the ability to climb the walls would have would have destroyed the level design of the (laughs) The show the the plot would have made no sense if you could just be on the ceiling were the belmonts and the and the alucards 
or whatever they were. The oh, Kevin, were they were they related? <laughs> I forget how this works. Oh God. Okay, so now we're gonna do <laughs> Grandma watches Castlevania. I don't remember any of so the plot. First, episodes. they're all on the on the Nintendo. Which one's called Castlevania? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when does Castlevania get his way? So Alucard was. I think Alucard appears in Castlevania three, right? Mm-hmm. As just a playable character who's just Dracula's son because it's Dracula backwards, right? Right. Uh, but then Alucard he is the main. A, he has a regular name, but it's a really stupid name. It turns out I've forgotten. What yeah, he, he says it's like Evan <laughs> quote Alucard quote Dracula Tepish. Yeah. Uh, so, but are, were, they, were they related? Were the Draculas related to the Belmonts? Wasn't no, there some? I don't think so. I think the Draculas were related to the Alucards, but yeah. not the New Hampshire Alucards. That was just <laughs> Saxville Alucards. <laughs> yeah. They're buddies. It was a Romeo and Juliet thing. Like he right. was rebelling against his family for yeah. his love of I'd fight evil. Who Roll is him. the who is the player character in the series? Like who's the protagonist? The viewer. I mean, in the first game, it's Simon Belmont. No, not, no, not not in the not in the game series. Okay. In the TV series, oh, yeah. who's who? Who are you rooting for in the TV show? I mean, that everyone has a good time. Yeah, you want like <laughs> you want. You want the ch- the evil church guys to get their comeuppance, which okay. spoiler they do. Uh, you want, okay. uh, y- you know, I don't know. Is that, is that the current? Sometimes they'll show a character being mean, and that's how you know you're not supposed to like that character. And then you'll <laughs> okay. hope that that character gets hurt. But the character that you've seen being nice, you hope that they don't get hurt. Okay. The real Castlevania like, is the friends we've made along the way. I, I know. I'm glad I know you guys are friends because it's one of the most condescending things I've ever heard anyone tell anyone else. <laughs> this is like most of our conversation. This is no different than any other day. I think you would like it, Kevin. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, okay. like, because you don't need to. Like, it's it's well written. It's extremely vulgar. That's like I think it's like, you know, did you ever read the Night Circus? Yeah. You know how like. In the first paragraph of the Night Circus, somebody says "fuck," like just basically as it, it "fuck" stands for "this is not a kids' book." Okay, uh, that's kind of what this mm. is going for. It's, so it's written by Comic Book Man uh, uh, Warren Ellis. Warren, Warren Ellis. Ellis. Yeah. It's not my dad's Castlevania. Yeah. So <laughs> it's whew. and Warren Ellis was Transmetropolitan mm-hmm. and what else? Yep. Planetary and uh, Authority. Boy, the Authority. Um, um, a whole bunch of creator-owned stuff. Yeah, ton of, um, like, one-shot things. Um, like, six-issue things that petered out that had really cool concepts that he didn't know how to finish. Yeah. With names like Dr. Sleepless and Desolation oh, Jones and stuff that, like that. He did that novel that I really like, Gun Machine. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I Crooked Little Vein, I think, is the other one he did. Mm. He's got two novels. What have you been up to, Kevin? You went on a little You went on a little trip. I did. That's why we're... Well, one of the reasons that we're recording. In the middle of shipping a video game. Yep. You went on this trip that you had planned for two years. <laughs> like a selfish prick. <laughs> that was good. Uh, you needed a break, man. You were working too hard. I was. It was. Now, Webster's defines break as like a break in the action. That's why you might do that. And a vacation <laughs> is the, um, <laughs> like a trip. I understand it sounds like you might fall down, but really it's when you go from one place to another. Does it have anything to do with the cows? It's, uh, you know, so it can. Okay. There's a relationship there, but it it's, doesn't It's have a cow to. with one fewer electron in its outer valence shell. <laughs> <laughs> and its middle name is Theodore. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so I went down the down the coast uh, to Carmel by the sea and uh, stayed in a house there and did a bunch of hiking around. Um, a lot of the land there has slid off of 
its former position is now lower than it was uh, because of torrential rains in January and February in California. There was a huge, huge like a big section of the one, of the one. Uh, was yep. closed by a giant rock slide. That... And then a bridge further north than that was was washed out. So was it the Bixby Bridge? There's a, I don't remember the name of the bridge. But so there's this chunk that did not have any access to the outside world, basically. Hmm. And all the people who lived there had to hike through, like, hike over a hill and through a um, state park to get to, uh, like, civilization, basically. Yeah, because there's a lot of, a lot of the one just isn't connected to anything but itself. There'll yep. be, like, one road every 15 or 20 miles leading up through whatever valley into where the few houses are up there. Yeah. That's crazy. It's pretty rough. So you just can't do the historic drive right now. Correct. There's a big detour off the one. Yeah, you have to go. You have to go pretty far around, actually, if you want to do that. Um, so, and also, like about, I would say probably one in four national, one in four like of the state or national parks down there are just is just closed because of the damage from the storms. And of the ones that are open, there were probably only thirty to sixty percent open because a lot of stuff had slid down. Um, what does it mean to, for it to be thirty to sixty percent? Like, th- like that percentage of it is off limits, or yeah, the trails are just closed. Um, and you could. What does it mean for a trail to be closed? Right, really? that was my thought. And so the, <laughs> we start with closed. The first, the first park we went to. It's <laughs> a concept. The first park we went to uh, had a bunch of pictures of people being rescued as they tried to like uh, climb over a bunch of like fallen trails well, and that stuff seems like, that. like it would fill you with confidence that it was <laughs> services are on the like, way yeah look what look the guys Nothing it's fine happen. look yeah. this is what they'll do if we like if this goes bad yeah uh so i wasn't making fun of kevin i was making fun of I bad know. storytelling i know i'm gary just, <laughs> <laughs> i well i didn't mean to laser target like we accidentally brought a Zach. mirror into the recording studio <laughs> and i don't like are. what i've seen <laughs> listen a twisted funhouse mirror maybe <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I apologize, Zach. Hiking. It's yeah, a, it was great. Okay, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> we, we, there was still, so even given all the like closed stuff, there was, there was still a bunch of stuff that was, that was available and pretty and stuff. We got to do a bunch of coastal hikes and then some, uh. Did, did you link arms around a redwood? Uh, we did not do that. No. Did you frolic among the miners' lettuce? I, maybe. Uh, I don't know what, I, I don't know what <laughs> miners' lettuce is. Yeah. Our, we went hiking with our buddy Sorab once and he just kept pointing at everything and saying it was miners' lettuce. So now that's <laughs> kind of an in-joke that every, every plant that's kind of close to the ground is miners' lettuce. Yeah. There was a bunch of, uh, poison oak, uh, that. You mean miners' lettuce? I do. <laughs> poison lettuce. On, on the East Coast, they call it poison ivy. Right. I think they're two. <laughs> and on the East Coast, they call it poison best foods. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, fireflies and lightning bugs. It was nice because we did. It was all just day hiking. We had we had thought about doing like a backpacking trip, but all of us are like old and out of shape, and I think that would have been a mistake because it was pretty exhausting to do that. And it was really nice to be able to go back to a house and like have a hot shower, and then drink a bottle of wine, or go just out on the, yourself. Yeah, just just go back to like go go out on the beach and like uh, drink some champagne and eat some cheese. Champagne the yep. beach. Yep. Seems like you take the more convenient thing to drink to the beach. I, and that's what I would do. Well, well like what? Well, like a uh, like a beer or a like a sure. bottle. Of, like champagne requires a lot of it does a lot of accoutrement. Yeah, but I guess if you're having a if you're having a fun picnic, exactly. Did you saber it? Uh, we didn't. Um, <laughs> Just, <laughs> I think that's a bad idea on a beach. 
It has to be really cold. Oh, like filling the filling the the, the beach, the place glass. where children run barefoot <laughs> yeah. with broken pieces of glass, yeah. and waving a sword around, <laughs> right. and then getting real drunk. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I can. Yeah. I mean, we were probably already breaking rules by having glass on the beach to begin with, but is it, I don't know what saber means in that context. Oh, it's like opening a bottle of champagne by cutting the top off of it I, with a sword. I thought yeah. you said, did you savor it? And you went, no. <laughs> and then you guys continued the conversation as if, like, yeah. that was no, the thing, yeah, no, code it was, you guys have. It was, gu- it was guzzling champagne. Yeah, or, nobody enjoys <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> on my watch. <laughs> You're like, I... No, sa- sa- savoring <laughs> it savoring it the way that we mean it is you uh, soak a tampon in it. Oh, okay. Then <laughs> eat it that way. Then you sneak it into, <laughs> yeah. sneak it into the prom you eat. in your ass. <laughs> that would probably still get you real drunk. I uh, doubt it. I don't, uh, you don't think a, so? It's not that much. I don't I, think you can get that much champagne in a tampon. I, well, there's I one of those super absorbent. That's what, yeah, but th- then you'd squeeze it all out trying to get it in your bum hole. Well, not if, if you use like a bum hole. <laughs> you use a shoehorn. <laughs> not if you use the funnel. Like the, uh, so like or bu- some forceps like or something. Funnel? I mean, yeah, it like seems a, like, like a speculum. Yeah, a speculum. <laughs> you need like a sports speculum for this specific a purpose. A sports speculum? <laughs> yeah, not a business speculum, just for fun. <laughs> like, get out my weekend speculum. You go to those like, yeah, it. combination speculums. It's like carry around business on one side. <laughs> in in, uh, in Britain, they call it a ZX speculum. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's for the two axes that it expands your butt on in 3D space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Y is up to you. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, the KY. You'll be asking Ah, good. What are you? Uh, what are you in town for, Gary? Uh, this a podcast. Yeah, like a lot of this. Excellent. I'm, uh, I'm taking a vacation, but also I wanted to come guest on now, some podcast. Now, what's a vacation? Yeah. <laughs> How is a cow involved in your trip? <laughs> yeah, the, uh, I haven't seen any cows. Um, yeah, no, just taking a trip. I, it's really cheap to come down here. And uh, last time I came down here and guested on this, my ex lived here and I was here for family stuff. And it was like, while I'm in town, I can come see these guys. And then I realized like, oh, it's you know, like 120 bucks to fly down here. Why don't That's I do that sometimes? Yeah. yeah. It's super cheap. That's great. So why don't I do that? Like, I know lots of people down here and I like the city and... You recorded some... Uh, is it a secret to say that you no, recorded no. some Retronauts? I, I shouldn't say what they're about. But okay. I, uh, you know, because they're all their PIN numbers. Like we did. <laughs> 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 like, um, yeah. But the... Um, yeah, I we went down and recorded some Retronauts and then this and... Yeah. You've been you've been very generous in letting me uh, share in your home. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. I appreciate it. Fun yeah. having you around. Yeah, I like it. It's good. We went and played some Captain Sonar. We did. What is that? It is a board game uh, that some of Amelia's friends were missing people and very, very desperately missing people because we're completely unable to play without inviting some some people over to replace the people who bailed. It's it's good in that I think it is a clever and well designed game, but it is very very stressful to play. It is it like a space alert? Sort of. Yeah. It's 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 akin. To, how how would you describe it if you were if you were just. Uh, Elevator pitching this to me. It's got. I mean, it's got a lot of space alert to it, which is not how I'd elevator pitch there it is, because it, there is a <laughs> there is a soundtrack. No, or a CD but or the, a... it's in real. It's a real time competitive team based sub simulation with uh, asymmetric play uh, within a team. Okay. So every every team member has a role. Yeah. You engage in these systems that uh, like it, I think if you were like to take the super high level, like it's a game about communication. Is the main thing. It's about uh, you know using your words between each other, coordinating, and then there's a listening in mechanic, which I think is the cleverest. Yeah. Is, it, is it like fair to say the communications thing is definitely yeah. the cleverest thing? The rest of it felt kind of stock. 
There's no piece. Something that I think is was clever about that. There are no pieces to it. Like everybody has a board and a dry erase marker, and the board is like laminated, and all of your moves are things that you essentially draw on the board. There's one person's the captain who's like navigating the ship. One person is the engineer who is spending resources, which mostly involves like temporarily disabling systems in order to power that movement. One person is the first officer who is a huge waste of like there is one role that is basically there that is easy enough that it could be done by another person if you were only playing with six people and that means that if you are playing with eight that person's job is incredibly boring Uh, or if you just and it's it's hard too because the idea of having a role like that where if you don't want to get that invested in this complicated thing is kind of a valuable idea yeah but what it does is it subjugates you literally to a tool like you just do what another person tells you to do kind of and it's just like put an x in this box now put an x in this box now put an x in this box like you're not really like i wish they had relegated some more of the decision making to that person because what that person is doing is like charging up special abilities that the thing can use um and then there's another person whose job is to listen to the other captain and plot out the course that they're moving on a transparency so they know what direction they're moving and what path they're taking but they don't know where and they're trying to figure out what like the possibility space for that path is given some like island that you can't move through and so stuff. It's kind of like battleship. Like good battleship. It's a good battleship. Yeah, it's better yeah. battleship. Okay. But not perfect. Like, it's it was relatively fun. I can see playing it again. It also feels very dependent on group dynamics. Like, one person could sink this and sink the entire thing <laughs> very easily. You know, like somebody who is either too domineering or somebody who is kind of not on board with the premise. Like, if you could make four clones of yourself, you know, three clones of yourself, you'd be a really good team. Uh, Boy, I wonder. Do you think? Do you think if you made clones of yourself that you would get along with them enough for? Uh, I mean, I would Captain Sonar them, purposes. <laughs> like, I think that after yeah. that we'd shake hands and go yeah. our separate ways. I mean, I guess you could agree <laughs> to play four games, so everybody got to do each role. Yeah. Once, so you'd fit, you know, because one of them is obviously all of your favorites. Yeah. Roles, <laughs> right. So, <laughs> and we, it would be. I, you can't have anybody who's not on the same page. You know, it feels like. To me, because even in the games we played, which was as casual and kind of low stakes as you could make it, I felt like there was still like some stress, right? Like there's still a little tension of just kind of like, uh, you know, I didn't really feel like I had input or like I couldn't, you know, there was there was a little bit of like friction, yeah. I felt like, you know, and and uh, I don't know how to bake that out of the game. It's I mean, a game that can only be played by eight people is such a hard yeah. sell to ever get played at all much less like getting played under ideal yeah. conditions. Yeah, I mean you but... just play if you get that many people you just play code names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean well, if you get any number of people you just play code names. That's the problem with modern gaming. I mean you play <laughs> Cards Against Humanity of course. Yes, the best course. game. Yeah, yeah. The, the, one of the things about that I, I've read about um, board game designers who have that pressure to put two to five. Right, like Two to five is the golden number of board game participants because Sometimes people have five people around or they want something you can do two player. Right. And how a lot of they become stretch goals on a lot of board game Kickstarters. Oh, that's and it's awful. It, yeah, it's bad. Like it, it leads to kind of worse designed games or at least games that have an optimal player account that they won't just say, No, oh, you, you play this with four people. That's how right. you do right. it. Right. Because you're gonna fuck something up to make it playable yes. with two, or you're gonna fuck something up it to takes, make it playable. With, with, with that five, degree of complexity, like, it's very hard to kind of get elegance. And have it scale like that. I like I like games that can scale to an arbitrary number of players, like Set or Ricochet Robots or Code Names. Code Names, except for Code Names, kind of breaks down below six. Yeah, because you really need at least three people per team. Yeah, you I, have to you have to start doing some weird stuff for it to. I mean, I think I, you could play it and have fun. You could play a variant of it and have fun with three or four people, but it would not be 
the regular game. Yeah. I've I've had a lot of fun with four player codename. Yeah. You know, yeah, you just kinda get get in sync with the person. Mm. You know? One person uh, Yeah, guessing. one person on each side. Wow. So okay. yeah, I, mean, I guess that's all it takes. Yeah, it's just a lot of pressure on both sides instead of just the pressure being on the yeah. spy master or whatever. <laughs> Five people is tricky. Though. Yeah, on un- like, even and, number. Yeah, but I mean, like floater, nine right? is yeah. nine is easier than yeah. five, right? Like the yeah. once once one team becomes twice as big as the other. I but, played. Uh, speaking of like games that can scale up, uh, I played some joking hazard. That's the like cyanide and happiness mm-hmm. sort of cards against humanity like game where instead of words on every card it's like a single panel of a comic Hmm. and you're constructing you're constructing like a three panel comic and each each round has a judge and everybody puts a card face down and so like the uh, the board game version of the cyanide and happiness randomizer basically i think so do do the cards have the words on them already uh i would like that a lot more if you were writing the words and there are some blank cards to write stuff on but not a lot there's they're Mm. like special one-off kind of yeah i I think it's it's like cards against humanity in that this is meant to be played by people who aren't super funny right yeah you borrow the humor from the cards yeah i mean that's the like the, I, like, with interest anybody who's listened to this podcast for a long time does not want to hear me complain about this anymore but like cards against humanity is like making jokes out of other jokes like cards against humanity is like funny in the same way that just saying a funny line from a television mm-hmm. show is funny um, sometimes that's pretty funny yeah in context sure I would it, I don't want to spend an evening on it the yeah. right thing yeah I, the right I, thing I would have not, been to say a line from a television show that was a good <laughs> response to that that was also <laughs> fun. that fun. sounds like a personal problem yeah but, <laughs> I was uh, I was not having a ton of fun playing it see also the jokes in the about Wonder Woman what movie. are your were your uh, criticisms of of cards against games, games of that well, at least cyanide and happiness is not just like a black guy's dick as the third no, panel no but it is right? like 90% dick jokes okay it's not racist dick jokes. Yeah, that, I mean, that's a, the big thing. We had a, a real tight five on speculum tampon butt checking right. like earlier. <laughs> <laughs> stones we could cast. But there's, I mean, I well, agree that are, we're better than them. People are not cutting off this podcast <laughs> right. and making some sort of weird audio game. That's think, true. And that, if they did, that would just be strange. Yeah. Yeah. We wouldn't. And if they did, I would hope that they would pick only the most racist segments. <laughs> um. I saw Dunkirk. Oh yeah, <laughs> trying to stretch good? out the non-video game part. I liked it. Um, okay, it's you know it's like it, it's a feel-good feel movie good about heroism, movie. and it's also a scary movie where a lot of people get killed in ways that you're like, oh yeah, that happened, and war sucks. Right. There's no blood. Not like a, none of the guys have any blood. It's weird. They die instantly. <laughs> like, as soon as the camera hits them, they just like <laughs> fall to the ground in they a puff. They go away like when you kill a dust. Castlevania monster. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, and they just leave a bag of, of a bag of money. Yeah. This is ancient. Uh, this is ancient Wallachian gold, but has a dollar sign on the bag for whatever reason. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. The um, you know, you were talking about the non-video game segment. Uh, and we didn't ask Griff what he's up to. Right. True. So I'm, I'm, do you guys never do that? Is that a reason for that? Because no, not, we, we do. I, I just we're I'm, not I'm we're not done yet. Having, I, out, having wow, I uh, never mind. I well, <laughs> there's no never mind because I would like to take this opportunity uh, to introduce a new segment on your show. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh If you guys are okay with that, <clears throat> sure. Yeah. Are you uh, going to play some audio off of your phone? I am the, actually. Okay. So uh, it's going to take a second here. It's a riff session. Kids call it a riff session. Time to 
time for a riff session on the playground riff session. When riff has something to say, put 30 seconds on the clock and make way for the riff session. It's a riff session. It's riff. What do you got, riff? 30 seconds, go. Oh my god. I wish you'd warned yeah. me that this was going to happen. <laughs> that wouldn't work. You had that pull song played for like it 30 would, seconds. That was it, warning. It, 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 yeah. It, it will only work. Like I okay, Riff is Riff is like hand to god one of the funniest people I have ever met, but also and I think that Riff would agree with me on this really bad under pressure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I should have thought of that and I, brought I choke Kevin like is a place a on earth, but I didn't oh. do it. <laughs> Um, yeah, like, Kevin has some theatrical training. I mean, <laughs> yes, and uh. <laughs> uh, that reminds me. Riff Gary, me up, are, you, are you going to be? Uh, sorry, I, I'm interrupting the riff, <laughs> riff session. Man, yeah, I the, fucked the, it up. Time's almost out. All right, all right. I, I'm, I do, I'm sorry, I do Riff. Need to give Go us on. That, that We're talking about Riff. Yeah, can I? Because we'll just Where drop it in from. I, no, I just, I just, I thought it was. But I, I get more amusement out of you guys are very used to the fact that Riff's name is Riff and I'm not. <laughs> You're still <laughs> not talking. About Did the you way. make that it's, audio? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I made okay. a little Riff song. Yeah, give me that. Yeah, yeah. That's We're doing awesome. it every time. Riff, all right, Riff, you are responsible for preparing 30, 30 seconds, seconds of, of material for content. every show now. Oh my god! <laughs> and it has to be solid gold. Look, you can do it now for next week. Just sleep on it. You can do a year's worth, and by next week we mean like three days. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just write a generator. Yeah. God. <laughs> so I didn't think of this as an act of violence to you, and I apologize for it. <laughs> yeah, just wait till you get back to Portland. Yes. Oh, yeah, Find he knows where you live. The horse head in your bed. Yeah. <laughs> here's here's a question about the future. Uh, who all is planning on going to see the eclipse? That's coming up in you. like a few weeks. Is it just me? <laughs> like you live in Oregon. I, I didn't know about you it. You don't I, even care. <laughs> Holy well, I just, shit! I didn't know. It's it, like Oregon is like the dead middle of like the best eclipse spot. Wow! Like it's visible here, right? Like it will, it will, be a it will darken the sky. Nope. Yeah. Is this a this? Which type of eclipse are we? This is solar, total, total solar eclipse. Wow! Eclipse. Uh, yeah. When in like four weeks? Oh yeah, I'll go. I'll go. I'll check it out. Maybe you know. Maybe step outside your front door. So yeah. after lunch, but not that soon after lunch of West of Loathing, I was planning on going up to Portland to have a have a few days sit down with Riff to session. design yeah. some. Yeah, have a yeah. Riff section. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe I could. Maybe I could make that. Yeah. Correspond. I wouldn't probably be right where you were. That's probably not. That's yeah. probably true. Uh, you yeah. chose the location based on the azimuth. <laughs> the apogee, the ascension, decla- right ascension. The syzygy, right. yeah, the syzygy, yeah. yeah. Is that what? Wait, you say it's syzygy? Isn't it syzygy? Did you say syzygy? I said syzygy. Oh, syzygy. Is, is that an eclipse thing? It is a term for alignment of celestial bodies. The perigee, yeah. the perihelion. I I would not have believed that azimuth or syzygy were real words, <laughs> let alone that they were words that were like. Related. Actually, about what we're talking Relevant. about. Yeah, and that's been a riff session. I wasn't using this correctly. <laughs> yeah, so we've just learned something about riff. He doesn't know astronomy words. That's true. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to start studying for our space game. We're gonna use all the. We're gonna use no, all the space use, words. Use all the techno. The the jargon. Techno babble. Techno babble. Yeah. 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 I mean, riff. You could just write 
30 seconds of joke material as though you were doing it as part of your job and then read it <laughs> as the riff section. It could be like the only pre... That's a session. Just, you said section twice. I oh, I, th- sure. I thought it was section. No, no, it's a session. It's like sitting down to have a riff session. Oh, you know, that's, like, is that a phrase? Yeah, it's like something like a guidance counselor might do if they're trying to be hip. And oh, it's that like, would hey, be like a rap if his name was Rap. <laughs> yeah. Riff, can you change your name to Rap? Can that be... <laughs> or Riff Rap. Can like that be what you do in the first section? <laughs> Um, I, mm-hmm. I I don't think you understand how long it takes to write 30 seconds of good material with no topic given. <laughs> it doesn't have to be good material. And it can be any topic. Like, you can just, no, no, no. like, hey, Say, hey, you guys. Any topic does not count what's as the giving d- a topic. I know, I know. <laughs> what's the deal with the beef jerky bags? Yeah. yeah. Just look around. You're like, what's up with this desk I'm sitting at? Just look yeah. around. It's it's <laughs> Just look around you, Riff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fans. Write about a topic in science or technology. <laughs> you could you could write about the fact that you're just like your room is slowly becoming smaller and smaller as you fill it up with more and more stuff. Mm, that is true. Do you think that's more and more true? I mean, do you think that's meaningfully true? Like, because if you move that stuff out of there, the room would be big again, and I don't think it got larger. Yeah, but it wouldn't be the same room if I took the stuff away. <laughs> oh, that's true. It's the room of Theseus. You you live in the basement of Theseus. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's where there's a minotaur. Mm-hmm. Some sure strings, labyrinth. yeah, yeah, horse with wings Good. on it. Okay, okay. robot owl. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> remember on Robot Owl when they do those hilarious send ups of pop culture? <laughs> yeah, using, I like how they punch a lot stop of motion action. God, figures. I love eighties pop culture. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Jesus Christ. We, uh, just like put it there. Like don't like just like just right there. That's yeah. hey, there's that. Oh yeah, thing your I whole know. set. Your whole session could just be about eighties pop culture. Yeah, yeah. Riff. Just um. We've just solved your problem. Yeah, just like summarize the plot of the Goonies in your own <laughs> words. A different way every week. <laughs> okay, seriously, there's your exercise. Write, <laughs> write five different 30-second humorous interpretations of a synopsis of the Goonies. <laughs> And then that'll be the rip section. Each one's six seconds <laughs> long. Gary loves it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So then that'll only last you one week. This is like you with the postcards. I know what's going to happen is that Riff is going to be re- furiously scribbling these things down right before the show starts. <laughs> or just I, not do it at all. Well, so <laughs> I was trying to give you the benefit of the doubt that you'll still be allowed to be on the podcast now that Gary has moved the goalposts. <laughs> I've summarily fucked over the entirety. Jim, how can I make you hurt? <laughs> Like, I'll, I'll do violence the, I to you. I can't think of uh, a name of a conversation that starts with Jim, so I yeah. think I'm safe. It would be like The World According to Jim. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, yeah, and you yeah, could just do that. Theme song's already written. Like, it's, or it's, it's like, done. it's fourth period, just, just time let to me go know to Jim. Go to Jim. Or, like, I yeah. mean, the Jimquisition's already taken. Just let me know that this is happening beforehand. <laughs> with Total Biscuits like, with Jim. Yeah. Oh, what I was going to say before was, have you anthologized all the... The Pokemon tournament wraps anywhere. You can. It's a Patreon bonus. You can get oh, all nice. of every like fifteen second teenager bag song. There's a hundred like twelve or something. <laughs> They're not all Pokemon wraps, but okay. I just did. I guessed it on a Digimon podcast. One of them is just a, you pouring a drink. Yeah, that's it was Brayton. I didn't it's, even do the work. That's oh, Brayton, okay, sure. but the um, I did a Digimon rap too about which Digimon is Digi. Uh, <laughs> so it is. That's my my cottage yeah. I, I highly culture. recommend people. Listen to Teenage Dirtbags and just fast forward through everything but the... The Pokemon the, tournament? <laughs> well, it seems like kind of a shitty recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say... I, I would everything. recommend that you skip most of our guests' podcast. <laughs> everything but the music. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. In that case, it's fine, too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Got, you got, got mean in here. It's, I, I, I think I'm, that this room can only no, have three people in it. It's my fault. It's, I don't mean to do it's it. Just it's just you. It's you, bring a, you bring a dark energy. I, I have like, like, <laughs> like Vlad. I'm actually like E-Rag. I'm Y-Rag. The, the, the dark son of the, Gary. The dark <laughs> dark carnival funhouse mirror. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but E-Rag would be the good son. That's true. I like Macaulay Culkin. That's yeah. <laughs> Killing dogs with a crossbow. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's a culture reference. Just putting it out there. Just just mentioning it. I remember that. He throws a dummy onto a car off of a freeway, causes a big accident. Hey, there it is. Also, he says he's Game good, jam he's idea. Good. The good son? Yeah. And then there's that classic moment where he says he says to uh to Elijah Wood, I guess that's why they call me the good son. Wink. <laughs> uh, has anybody played any video games? I played Go no, go ahead. No, go ahead. I played like five minutes of Frame 2. Oh, uh, how is it? Oh, I didn't even know that came out. Yeah, it's good. You I should... never finished the first one. I don't know if I finished the first one. Because it, it because it was so minimalist in its, like... You don't know if you finished it or if somebody else finished it and blamed it on you. Sure. If I remember right, when, when you finish it, you start over immediately that's to the beginning. That's what it felt like, but I, hell, I don't know Yeah, I guess that's what I it was. It, so it, the framing story is that it's like a loop? I guess so, yeah. Um, it's it seems really really fun, uh, but I don't have much to say about it. <clears throat> has it has it changed up the formula at all? Uh, not so far. Like you still like stuff you like you see something play out, and then you can change the order of stuff to prevent bad things from happening. And is, that seems great. Is Goriko out yet? I don't think so. It seems like we would have found out. It's being published by Annapurna now. Yes. So it's Annapurna's Goragoa. Yep, that's good. Is there a third thing that sounds like that? <laughs> is it, Did you play it on your phone, Frame 2? I did. Yep. I can play it right now, and you, all, you could all hear it, because we're all listening to it. Does it sound cool? Phone. Yeah, it's got a really good soundtrack. Oh, actually, that's good. Yeah. And that's it? That's it. I you didn't take had, any computers with I you? Didn't, or? I didn't. So, Actually, that's not true. I took all my computers with me, just in case. Something something horrible would happen. <laughs> just, just in case uh, San Francisco fell into the ocean. Well, no, just just in case, like, because we had to send out like review builds for the game, and in case there was like a major problem, I was I was ready to like yeah. dive in there. The the die has kind of been cast there. Whatever whatever people are going to write about it, they're going to write about shit we already did. Yep. So now we're just sitting here fixing fixing f- stuff anyway, <laughs> fidgeting and fixing. Yep. So everything starts with F. Yep. It's weird. It, this is the weirdest. Just to talk about game development for a minute, this is the weirdest like couple of weeks that yeah. I've ever had because like we've it's never like, we've never actually made a game where we actually like cared about what people were gonna write about it and like had to do or yeah or like having a launch we never made a game with a launch date really. yeah what what happened with Word Realms we didn't we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> we just didn't do anything. I, like I wandered off in disgust, and they finished it and released it. Yeah, it, like we didn't. Mm. We didn't have any kind of like formal. Like we didn't have any press relationships. We didn't do anything. At we all. didn't know anyone. We didn't know, know what to at do. the time. Yeah. So there was like no one to ask how to do that kind of thing. Yeah, that um, was like right at the end of like us being sort of devs in total isolation from the rest of the world. Like a couple, like a couple weeks, no, a couple of months before we released. No, maybe like a year before we released it, we started meeting people yeah. and talking to people. Because yeah, but that was it was too yeah. late by that point. 
But yeah, and it's weird because it's like the game is like done, but there's still a bunch of shit to do. But it's like this weird low pressure zone between this huge storm of stress to get it finished before our internal deadline for sending out press builds and release, which is in like a while. Yeah. Uh, we don't. It's soon. Can we say that we're announcing the release date tomorrow? Sure. <laughs> if we don't say when it is, because it's also my PIN number. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's your, I've been P- playing, it's your PI number. I've been playing people. a lot of West of Loathing. Yeah. Doing a lot of full playthroughs and taking notes and fixing stuff. You That's you play through it faster than any of our other beta testers. I, I know where everything is because yes. I put it all there. Right. So, like, so oh, I need to go get that. I, I'm curious I, like how that's going to translate. Like, So other people can play through it that fast once they've learned everything. It, a lot of what I'm doing is trying to make sure that things are possible. Right. Right. Like, I want to make sure that you can do this if you're playing without fighting anything, or I want to make sure you're doing this if you're playing this, just killing everything. Right. Uh, I also played this phone game that I found out about from Alex Martin uh, called Is that uh, game? Side Words. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to playing it. It's that well. really pretty interesting. It's got two modes it's got a main puzzle mode, which I think is not all that interesting, and then this weird mini game, which is really, really good. Huh. Um, it. Did they did they know that when they put it together? I don't know. I mean, I found out about it in the context of of Alex tweeting at them like, "Why didn't you just release this? It's like, were you not confident enough in this thing as a whole thing? Like, they added a like the puzzle game thing was a lot of work. There's a lot of levels huh. uh, to it. <clears throat> not that the the way the puzzle game works is sort of interesting. You you have a grid with a word on either side of the grid, and you are making words out of those letters and whenever you do that that word fills in whatever grid squares that are in common between the the letters that you've used so if you've got like i don't know fart across the top and fuck down the side and you no say let's get fart and fool and you type you did fort it would be like three individual spaces in there were taken up by the word fort because Oh. It's it, like it's every square, they don't every have to be contiguous. No, they don't have to be contiguous. Uh, um, and, but you have to use all of them in a word, and each of the spaces can only be used in one word. So it's actually it's it's a it's a, an interesting puzzle, and it's it's tricky to do in a lot of cases. Um, okay, and that's the puzzle mode, or that's the mini that's game? the that's the puzzle mode. the The mini game mode is it is I. This is the only other thing that I've ever seen that it controls like threes. It's a it's a four by four grid and it's got some letters on it and you're essentially making words kind of like boggle rules and that makes the that makes the letters disappear when you make words out of them and it then starts to shift these like blocks in that don't have any letters on them but they have like a little triangle on each side of it and removing a letter on the side of it fills in that triangle and when all of the triangles are filled in the block disappears and you get a point. Right. Okay. So then you're just doing threes moves to like drag everything over and position stuff so that you then boggle a word out of it and try to score points. If you, you get extra bonus points for removing like more than one block in a given turn, but that gets pretty tricky to do. Right. Um, the high scores list are pretty low at this point. It's like a hundred of them. So is, yeah. the, is the most that I've seen anybody do. Um, but it's just, it's, I, I don't know enough about Boggle to know if this is actually how this works, but it's, I think it might actually be closer to that game that you really liked, but was 
too oh, I, I stopped okay. playing it with you because you were too good at it and you you always won by a huge margin that the one where you're like cl- you're making words out of letters and using that to like claim territory on a board where it's red it and alphabet? red and blue no, no. this is a this is a two player very simple two player competitive game that letter was press. a letter press yeah. yeah i think it's kind of like that where you can you can spell any word by using a letter and then all the letters adjacent to that become available for play but then the next letter doesn't have to be contiguous it just has to be adjacent to any letter that you've played before okay. so i guess that's not like letterpress now that i'm remembering it better but um but yeah it's really clever it's huh. just it's a uh, i don't remember how much it costs uh side words side words yeah uh good good iphone game and then i also played a shitload of not a shitload i played a little bit of diablo 3 the new necro yeah i say a shitload because i've I'm like two levels away from the level cap, but wow, you on get a new there, character, yeah, and you get. I mean, I'm guessing that I maybe have like four hours played huh. on it. It's crazy how fast that's, and it just like legendary drops, legendary drops, legendary drops. It's like it, it's ridiculous. It's a loot fountain. It is, yeah. It's just like it's it's just like a weird like, and they can all be used by that character. Yeah, it just wow. drops things that only you can use. There's no there's no trading anymore. There's no player economy anymore. It's there's no like, player economy at all. No. Wow. Nope. Just so ba- they baby just, with bathwater. Like water. given up on player retention. Like you finish this game in five hours and you're out. They do like seasonal like ladder ladder stuff, stuff and yeah. It's a, it sounds yeah, like I'd, are they doing it like like wow now where there's where they feel like the game starts at the level cap and they're trying to get you up there as fast as possible. Yeah. What happens at the level of, cap? Do you just start getting a different kind of <sighs> advancement and like you don't have to worry about <laughs> it just made an explosion noise. Uh, for, you know, all the <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the beginning of the game. It's a yeah. big bang. Okay. Um I don't I don't know exactly like a different kind of randomly generated level that you can go into and just kill shit oh. happens like there's you, you like earn a currency to like open up a portal or something Yeah, but that stuff those you can just before the level cap you can just do an arbitrary number of those like I I went to play and then I remembered oh yeah there's like a shared stash between all your characters so I like created this character and I have like 5 million gold I'm like uh, okay uh, and all these crafting materials and stuff and all these recipes unlocked with the the blacksmith and stuff there's a bunch of items in there that are like, this isn't used for anything anymore. Just sell it to a vendor. But like this used to be a crafting component or this used to be currency uh-huh. for something. And now they just have like really high sell values. Like they just like keep, keep changing things and keep like making it. I've only played this character. Like I have no interest in playing through the story because I've played act one so many times. Right. Um, it's got that just adventure mode where it opens up the whole map and just sets like five things for you to do in various areas. And then you just go do them and then you get a big reward and unlock a bunch of new recipes for things the blacksmith can make. And it's just like, that's, that's kind of neat. That makes me think of like what speedrunners sometimes do where they'll like, uh, play race games where they are trying to, um, they fill up a bingo card with objectives hmm. in like randomly selected objectives in a, in a, a certain game. Like in, in a Zelda game, it might be like, get a certain, uh, like, get the hook shot or like, open up this dungeon. Uh, and the idea and they is. They do it competitively? They do it competitively. Like, they're trying to get bingo faster than the other person does. So, like, you are looking at this grid of objectives and trying to figure out how to get five in a row, any five in a row. That's cool. Yeah. And that, that, that's what, uh, you, what you described adventure mode as. That's what it, remi- that's what it reminded me of. We should make a 3D bingo. Like a five by five by five grid. Okay. 
and then you have... mean as like a, a a mini game in West of Loathing? No, I'm I'm talking about like the like w- old folks in like the Star Trek universe play, oh, yeah. right? Because like <laughs> they've got this like holographic display in front of them, and somebody's calling yeah. out like some three digit thing, and they're like yeah, placing, yeah. They're yeah what are they what are they using a, for the third coordinate yeah, system it's like, yeah. like yeah. b1 like a, a smell yeah. shapes yeah. yeah like you say yeah. b9 and then you emit this scent like a rose b1 rosemary alpha yeah. There, there, yeah there's only like four old people in star trek i've ever seen <laughs> though i'm just <laughs> trying to think they're all busy playing yeah they're all they all to be in the yeah. subterranean like age pit doing <laughs> doing <laughs> Well, bingo. Well, Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg is supposed to be like 900 years old. That's that's 100% true, yeah. And then there's like, there's Picard, and then there's Admiral Oldo. And that's like, <laughs> right. Admiral yeah. Oldo. Well, no, they replaced, they replaced <laughs> Hot Doctor with Old Doctor at yeah, some point. Oh, yeah, P- Pulaski. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Pulaski. I forgot about Old Doctor. Yeah. And then eventually, I mean, like, Mulgrew wasn't old when she was on mm. Star Trek, but she is now. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> so. I never thought about that, though, because a lot of Star Trek games are just like, how do we specify this right. like 30% and that just doing that to all games like that probably in the Star Trek continuity there probably was a 3D you know bingo sure, that happened some really for a complicated time. version of in, knitting in the in, yeah <laughs> like yeah, yeah 3D like knitting 12, yes. 12 <laughs> strands can you imagine like, oh yeah like, yeah <laughs> working together each each finger has a different needle on it you know my quantum loom yeah. and like <laughs> some sort of space macrame uh, sweater that uh, may or may not exist uh, uh, Dr. Chekhov's sweater or Mr. Chekhov's sweater Schrodinger's oh yeah that's that's. if you see this sweater somebody will wear it before yeah, the, that's the, the end of the episode yeah. Yeah. yeah what else do old people do yeah die uh, they, they like cats <laughs> they, they do, do like cats. space cats <laughs> the space people's court Matlock, there's very few pets on Matlock. Star Trek too. There's just data. There's like Data's cat, and that's it. Airlock. It's like Matt. Oh, it's like oh, Matlock, yeah. but in the airlock. Oh, yes, yeah. nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Just well episode done. after episode of him being begging to let be let out. Yeah, one way or another. <laughs> I don't even fucking care which of these doors you open at this point. Yeah. This is seriously the most boring room on the ship. I'm trapped in here with like, lore. Let me out. <laughs> Two keeps visiting me and teasing me. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, what makes Quite you think that's going to stop if you die? Yeah, that, that's yeah. true. I, uh, Riff, you were about to say some game that you played. Oh, uh, I play. I got a PSVR because oh neat. Um, they Cyan has announced uh, their new game, Abduction, is coming out for PSVR in like mid August. So I figured I'd get one to accumulate my stomach to it in time for that because that was the uh, that was the the version of abduction that I was waiting for to play abduction on, and also that was the game on PSVR that I was waiting to exist as an excuse for buying a PSVR. Hmm. You didn't play you didn't play abduction, no. Before the, uh, the I thought I was going to play it when the Mac version came out, but the Mac version of abduction requires Apple Metal. Which my uh, which my computer uh, is not Just new enough to some have. new form of matter yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> that, that Joni Ives yeah, invented. That's what uh, Apple Tanium. Joni Ives. PSVR is just like PlayStation games, but they're whispered at you. Is that how that works? That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking of PSMR. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 
Yeah, PSMR, it's it's you know you, you put the Jet headphones Set in and it, it yeah it, it plays like a, it plays a, a song game. from Jet Set Radio very <laughs> Is that a Dreamcast? Yeah, that's like a game. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I couldn't think of a single fucking PlayStation game. Yeah, there, there uh, aren't really I that many. PlayStation. Like, what are games that are associated with the PlayStation? I'm playing Symphony like, of the Night. Yeah, like, yeah, God, of, like, like God of War, War is exclusive. Sure. Nothing's exclusive anymore, so it doesn't matter. Right. But, like, uh, there's yeah. a lot of PlayStation exclusive. Bloodborne. There's, there's, a, there's a few. Bloodborne, but, like, associated with, like, like a friend. I'm thinking of, like, franchises, things that, like, this is a PlayStation franchise. So. I guess, like, Uncharted? Yeah. Uncharted, God of Uncharted, War. Um, Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. The Last of Us? The Last of Us. And every, every, everything Naughty Dog. Yeah. yeah. The, the Naughty Dog, the extended Naughty, naughty Dog verse. <laughs> I'm a Naughty Dog. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know anything about ASMR videos. Yeah. I don't know. No, you did it. Like you, you know everything about. You're just them. whispering you, that you're doing something. I, yeah. When I've learned about that, like that, it, sometimes it's not even audio. It's like it's literally action. So it's like, yeah, it's things like that, or just soundless actions. Huh. Like I've heard ones where it's like, oh, it's just people. Like you can't hear it, but they're folding envelopes perfectly or folding pieces of paper perfectly over and over, and it still is supposed to trigger the same sensation. Huh. I don't Which believe, is always fascinating. To I don't me. believe it. They just say they're doing well, it. If you want to no, have a real no, fun conversation, tell that to somebody who's real into it because <laughs> they, they are they are full of a sense of humor about it. I promise. <laughs> yeah, that does seem like a kind of thing that like, somebody's probably pretty yeah. chill about. Yeah. So it, it's it's like it's like the good nice version of Morgellons is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> so Rift, do you have to do you put contacts in to use this? Uh, that is my eventual. Device? That is my eventual plan. I've got a, an eye appointment on Tuesday to get to get new prescription because also I just kind of needed one because it's been years since I had an eye exam. But uh, but yeah. Have you worn contacts before? I wore I wore them in high school when when they still kind of sucked and you had to like be real good and careful about keeping them clean and i was a lazy asshole in in high school just like i kind of am now so the, they oh. became a kind of fell off you're of that not, wagon. you're not either riff you're not either of those things oh i'm i'm pretty lazy <laughs> i mean thank you for saying i'm not an asshole but i'm a <laughs> lazy guy you Zach. have worked very 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 hard for the last well, few months and we when, all really when, appreciate when, it i don't i don't like you i, I will agree that maybe you're kind of a slob but you're not <laughs> lazy when, <laughs> like when, when we have when things have to be done i, I i'm responsible but i'm but okay. i'm also lazy <laughs> But anyway, you're you're responsible enough to know that you, like a slob like you shouldn't be wearing contacts. Yeah. <laughs> well, now you just throw them away yeah. after the first like. Right. Well, if there's soft lenses, like I yeah. can't wear soft contacts. Oh, were those oh, just really? invented recently? What the, the disposable contacts? contacts? Well, well, some no. people some people have vision problems that you can't wear. Yeah, you I, have to wear hard. I have like like they have really severe astigmatism. Mm -hmm. so Although I, I think that that's not true anymore either. Oh, I think I they've made fifteen years because it used to be that contact. only hard lenses they could make the bottom heavy, so it would always be oriented correctly. Yeah. And now I think they've the materials have improved, and they can do that with disposable contacts now huh. too. Huh. Well, the reason I ask is because Riff said this was back when contact lenses sucked. Uh, well, this was twenty five years ago for Riff. Though, yeah, right? I it, guess so. And they like. The problem with contact lenses was that uh, I feel like they they weren't as I don't know what the word is permeable like you gas you, permeable yeah you didn't get enough air to your eyeballs <laughs> and huh. so and so if you didn't keep them real clean you you'd start to feel real fucked up you were just like blinking like a fish I don't yeah I don't <laughs> yeah. I, I can't relate to what you're saying at all Riff uh, I mean it I just had felt I better, had them. You know? Do you feel that way if you have your eyes closed? For, like, do you wake up just like, 
<laughs> Except with your eyes instead of your mouth. <laughs> uh, breathe through your eyes. That's a that's a spooky uh, Junji Ito kind of thing. Uh, that little that picture of Riff with uh, mouths where his eyes. Oh yes, <laughs> As the, the Corvingian or whatever. The what is it called? The Corinthian. Oh, right. Were right. oh, yeah, you mixing up the Corinthian and the Merovingian? I did, actually. Yeah. I was try- I'm just trying to bring yeah. back the Matrix sequels into popular culture. <laughs> the Merovingian culture. is just a guy. Yeah, like, like <laughs> If only they were made in the 80s. Uh, that's 100% that's, true. Yeah, you, you guys all women like... You just put them there. Here they are. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that's happened before now. I'm saying if they were in the 80s, like, you could just put them there. Oh, and, yeah. and that's and, the right way to do it. And then it would be the pop culture holy grail. It's true, finally. Now I'm doing it. Yeah. I like Ready Player One. <laughs> you, I'm, you say- <laughs> I'm tired of people being really mean about it. But you don't want to talk about it. On the I show. D- well, uh, <laughs> the, um, if everybody else wants to talk about it, that's fine. I just I don't like everyone in my Twitter feed is just like being a dick about Ready Player One again because a movie trailer came out and it's like I bet some other trailers came out for shit you don't want to watch. Like <laughs> why aren't you making fun of that? Anyway, <laughs> I don't know. I thought Neil Cicerica's take on the trailer was pretty funny. On the other hand, like... He's pretty I funny thought, in, like, a means... I like him better when he's doing things that aren't mean, yeah. you know? On the other hand, I also thought the same thing about the, um... Oh, what was that fucking pop cult... Like, 80s pop culture movie that... All right, I can't finish this story now. Kung Pao? I fuck, just fucking can't do it. Oh, man. This is the worst. Trouble, movie. What are you talking about? Yeah, I know. What, did it come out recently? It was like five years ago. It, was it... You're talking about Scott Pilgrim? Yes. Thank you. Oh, I, I nice. Thought, I thought the same thing about the Scott Pilgrim trailer, and oh. that movie turned out okay. That movie turned out really good. It, but, I, yeah. thought it was, I thought it was I think, okay, but I also yeah. thought the trailer was like real bad. It's, it's, a, it's real pandering. pandering. Yeah. It's was pandery. That I mean, that's 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 what it is, Zach. Like, and you, you understand, like the. Comic? I mean, I know you did, like. That's why why people have the reaction is because it feels pandery, right? Like, it's, but, like it feels I, less pandery than other trailers that people it, don't but like. But it, like, it, what I am tr- I am trying to conceive of a world in which something that panders to someone who isn't me upsets me, and I well, can't. No, that's the thing. Like, I love '80s pop culture trash, and that trailer was terrible to me because it was. It was artless. It was he, just like a bunch of naming a bunch of shit. Yeah. And, okay. and, and people don't like, like I like as someone who trades on in, in part like this, like pop culture, nostalgia, video game, nostalgia, like that's a that's a thing I'm actually pretty sensitive about. Yeah. And I have a definitely have a feeling where I resent being pandered to. Like, I don't like something, like, a piece... I don't like something trying to manipulate me when it's that I can see the strings. Like, I get all art manipulates you and they're appealing to your interest. But when it feels like something is is using it like it feels cynical like it, it, it felt that's how i felt about the book and that's how i feel with the movie too I, you know like, i just feel like i don't i well, i don't think that that dude has a cynical bone yeah, in his body yeah. I don't, like I don't everything that i know about him leads cynical. me to believe like not that he's a great writer but like he's just doing this because he thinks it's awesome yeah. yeah, and like he's fucking stoked to like. I mean, drive around he, in the you know, DeLorean. Like, <laughs> he's also. I mean, the other thing too, and I, I'm not. You know, I don't need to convince you of this. Like, you know this. He's also okay. You know, like, like he's not. He's not going home crying because people are making fun of him online. He's fine. You know, Dude, like I, I'm sure it affects him. You no, know, I know. He's, I, like, and I'm and I'm yeah. not worried about it. And I'm not like I, I like it's. I we were talking about this a little bit earlier. It's yeah. just like it's like a weird. It feels to me like just a weird, pointless fountain of negativity in a Twitter feed that I have curated all of the pointless fountains of negativity out of. And it (laughs) bugs me when, like, 
Ollie Moss devotes a bunch of his time to just being mean about somebody else's art. How, how many like, how many tweets did Ollie Moss make about this? Four or five. Okay. Like so it seems like a lot of time on your end because you're seeing it in aggregate. <laughs> yes. You know, again, it. it's it's somebody. Yes, I know. You know yeah. I know. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like I, I will yeah. agree that five tweets is a lot. Like I mean, I, it was just like it was I just was, like a bunch. Of, it like it, the other thing about this, and I, I think this is probably the root of this. There's like just a bunch of people that I generally agree with about stuff who are all agreed that it's worth talking about how shitty this thing is instead of just not caring about it. Like, that's, you know, and I disagree with them and it makes me think that they think I'm stupid for liking it. And they're not going to invite me to any of their parties anymore. They don't think you're (laughs) stupid for liking it. They probably don't even know. You'll they, have to present some anti-player one ID. <laughs> like you're going to write <laughs> yeah. an essay about it and yeah, then you well, can get no, into the party. No, what I have to do is what I have to do is I have to fucking make a Twitter post saying, oh, guys, I hate it too. I hate it too. I'm cool. <laughs> no, nobody cares. <laughs> like, nobody gives yeah. a shit what you think about it, dude. <laughs> like, everyone's fine with you liking it. I guarantee it. Like... No, people are not okay. They have told me. <laughs> yeah, they have told me. They have said you're not allowed to work. It's implied. Anymore. You got to read between the lines. Dio. Every once in a while, I wonder if I should just like remind people that I also don't like Trump. It's like <laughs> just because I don't talk about it, you know, like. Oh, I just assumed that it meant you were okay with like. Oh, just I was the beginning to worry, quote. wonder about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like noted war criminal Jim Crawford. Is gonna, like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, it is indeed a complex issue, and perhaps the real truth is the Ready's player one. <laughs> the real truth is the friends we made along, along the way. It is indeed uh, complicated. But should we take a little break and uh, make it not I as hot in room. this? We, we in should this do that. Studio. But before we go, like you know, I, I don't like that thing, but I don't think less of you for that. Like okay. I, you know, I want you to know that. Like I don't Good. care if people like Curse, it. I mean, I what would you say? You you wouldn't tell me if you did. But I'm not. You I'm would also, just secret. You would just secretly hold have a no grudge. In, you in wouldn't invite to. me. You wouldn't invite me to any of your <laughs> you, parties. You and, and I, you have very, I think cool. that we have some similar insecurities because I will I will do the same thing. So I understand it. Yeah, I'm just trying to reassure you in a way that. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think I lost anybody for not because because if I thought less of people who didn't like the thing, who liked the things I didn't like, that's like way too many people. That's that's more energy than <laughs> tweeting, like just like put writing like my thoughts about something on a hole to put my opinions in, uh, is no energy. Whereas like disliking people who just disagree with me, that's yeah, that's tons a lot of, that's of energy. A lot of work. Yeah. So I'm not trying to argue you out of your feelings. I, really I just think, I don't really think that anybody dislikes me okay. because of it. Let's can we go take a break? Let's all go hug in the bathroom. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. It Something was fine until you said in the bathroom. Yeah, I, well, you <laughs> saw yeah, through that peak was I'm Zach. <laughs> I'm, I'm Zach. back from break. Okay. I'm Zach from break. Riff, riff, Jim, playing right. video. Close riff. Did you play any video <laughs> games? Externalizing <laughs> all things as a version of riff. Yeah, I can't it's wait all the to get home section. and have a bowl it's of riff. All the riff and section, Go to my riff now. and go to riff. Yep. <laughs> God, so you're gonna I, have uh, to play I've, that song backwards so it can stop being the riff. Yeah, I've, I went into the the weird short floor of the building and went in the little medium sized <laughs> attic door and emerged inside a world where everything is riff. <laughs> I forgot that we stopped recording and no, we didn't stop recording. We took a break in the middle of a segment. That's yeah. weird. <clears throat> we we are not bound by regular rules. Yeah, <laughs> I'm learning that. That's right. We're iconoclasts. Uh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Riff your own way. Uh, by the way, listeners, if you want to pause right now, you can rec- rec- recreate the experience that we just had. You go do something else for 20 minutes. And then it'll be, you'll be that much more in sync with our minds. Uh, I played a game for PS4. It was, it was on PS Plus called, um, 
Deadly Tower of Robot. Wait, no, Deadly Tower of Monsters. Anyway, who, who gives a shit what the name was? <laughs> well, I do when I'm writing down the games we talk about. I, I think it, I think it's Deadly Tower of Monsters. And anybody who wants to recreate your experience. Yeah, there. that's true. So um, look it up. And, and this is a game where, like, the the premise of the of the game is that they took the idea of um, Bastion, where there's a narrator describing everything you're doing. And they um, reframed it as like this is uh, a director of like a 1950s movie with really crappy special effects, like a pulp sci-fi movie, uh, doing a director's commentary as you play the game. And what you you're playing is you're you're playing through this movie. That's pretty clever. I thought it was a yeah, it's a really good premise and it's occasionally funny, but the game itself is really dull. Mm. So. I don't know. I, did, did you ever play Chroma Squad? No. It's like a tactics game that's based on like Power Rangers, but has the same basic premise. Like there's a director and they have that kind of layer of artifice, but is also extremely dull. No, it's too so. bad. You guys should play Bastion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, no, yeah, you shouldn't. <laughs> I like Bastion. Let's fight. Ready Player One sucks. <laughs> Bastion, is, Bastion got, gets boring after about an hour. Although the soundtrack... Soundtrack there is real, real, real yeah, solid. That's true. Uh, Pirate th- comes out next, very soon. Yeah. It's I, I bet it's going to have a good soundtrack. It comes out, I think, day after tomorrow, actually. Nice. Yeah, Tuesday of this week. Um, isn't, isn't, isn't that like a single-player MOBA or something? Pyre? Yeah. Like, I, I, it's like a weird it's like soccer yeah. RTS. So, yes. Yeah. But it's, yeah. It is my, my friend, I have a friend who's like reviewing it. Um, and the way he just, he didn't tell me very much about it specifically because I haven't talked to him in person, but he said it is as big a jump, like as Transistor is from Bastion and kind of weirdness. This is from Transistor. Yeah. Like it is nothing like, you know, it's nothing like before. anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, did, so did you play Dr. Langeskov, the tiger and the terribly cursed emerald I or did, whatever yeah. the crows, crows, crows game? That was what I thought of when you talked about the like, this is like a director's commentary. That's not like what's going on there, but like, Sort of similarly, like if it was executed well and yeah. funny the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there wasn't really much in the way of gameplay there. Right. Well, right? this, this so you is well, the reason I'm certain this is inspired by Bastion is that it's kind of the same sort of top-down action, sort of twin-stick shootery, but sort of just run around hacking at things. Oh, I imagined it would was just like a first-person. Yeah. No. No. It's uh, it's kind of the the bird's-eye view 3D kind of a thing. Uh, like I, I kind of liked. The, the stop motion dinosaurs. I thought those were neat. Like it, it's got, it, it, it definitely digs into the aesthetic in a neat way. Like the, the bad special effects from, you know, early, early sci-fi movies aesthetic. Uh, it was just like really dull to play. So I don't know. Maybe if, if like, if I have a mind to go back to that, I'll, I'll play it just to see, just to see where the, where, where that aesthetic goes. Cause it could definitely get more interesting than that, but it hadn't, hasn't so far. Um, and after trash talking two games that I saw <laughs> ads for last week, I uh, actually went and played them. I played, um, uh, fast lane, which is the spy hunter like game. Um, is this like an Android phone game? This is no, this is, this is a uh, like, so, so it's like an Android, it's an Android phone game, but it's not like how I usually talk about here's like app store trash. Okay. This is like a game that someone actually put work this into. This is not like fart dentist or whatever. <laughs> like, this is. 
Yeah, no, this is like a, a game that's uh, like I am expecting actually is probably making a lot of money. Okay. Um, and, uh, the other one was, uh, the gardening game that I forget the name of. Um, and the reason I'm going to talk about them together is that they are both like, Exploitative in the same way, which Free is to play style. Yeah, yeah. which is yeah, honestly probably the the way that most of this sort of game is, which is that like you make a lot of progress at the beginning, and then it slows down a lot unless you pay money to speed it back up. Like, and in the case of um, Fast Lane, I was kind of sort of having fun for like four sessions, and then it was like, okay, there's like no way that I'm going to be able to finish this level because like it's structured like. You get to a certain, it's sort of like a jetpack joyride in that, like, you're, you're getting, trying to get to a certain distance and you've got little submissions along the way. Um, and the submissions are like sort of satisfying, but like you really want to beat the boss at the end of that distance. But like each level, the boss is further in. And so like this sort of game, like you don't, that's not how progress works. Mm-hmm. You know, you plateau pretty quick and like, okay, I don't think I've ever gotten past like 4,000 meters in Jetpack Joyride unless I actually like used one of the special power-ups. Um, and so like similarly, this is this kind of game, like I don't see how anybody could uh, get, I was on like level three out of 15 or something like that. I don't see how anybody's going to get past level three or so without using... Um, Using the the uh, rarer currency, which is the one you pay for, they they like dull it real slowly. Right. Um, on the other hand, it's still you know kind of fun. Like it's as fun as Spy Hunter is, which I would say is not actually that fun. Yeah, but, I, I used to like Spy Hunter a lot and feel like I was just really mostly bad like at it. Song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think everybody was pretty bad at Spy Hunter. Like Spy Hunter was one of the arcade games they had at the movie theater that I worked at, so I was like allowed to play it at work sometimes, like when there wasn't anything else going on. And I almost always chose to play something else because it was even with like constant access to it in the days before emulation or whatever. It was still re- it did was you just get to play it for free? It was like, hard to get. No, no, I had to pay for it. But I mean, I like at that point I had a job, so well, I mean, sure. Like, but these quarters are nothing. The, earning money faster than I get to put it a, into a machine. Different attitude when you can play something. Yeah, yeah. Um. Zybots also, like, I got, Zybots was one of the games that we had there, too, and that's why I ended up, like, because that game is so good that it was, like, the first arcade cabinet that I bought when I started buying those, uh, three. when the cost of an arcade cabinet became so little, <laughs> that I could just, <laughs> like, the tables have turned, um, the cocktail tables, I don't know any cocktail I have bought tables. a spy, and I will hunt him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. but Zybots, more like buy Zots, Zots. <laughs> from the the candy from the yeah from the concession stand even though, even though no theater would ever sell that next to some clove gum and yeah. some Necco wafers mm-hmm. yeah uh, Necco wafers are pretty good though I that's a real divisive candy mm-hmm. yeah like I, mean, I don't think they're poisonous I don't think they're like circus peanuts bad but <laughs> no I, they're just like somebody left this sugar out of Smarties <laughs> yeah <laughs> savory yeah. Smarty yeah. Oh. Oh. Well, just like You're like just sort of salt lick like <laughs> lavender <laughs> lavender communion wafers yeah. <laughs> it sort of, kind of tastes like soap yeah <laughs> looking for something in a mildly flavored disc I could dissolve <laughs> in my face there were <laughs> there were days in Cambridge where you would be like walking around and you'd be like oh god they're making the like Necco wafer <laughs> again and like, like all right because the Neko factory was it's like right a weather right thing yeah. like it's Neko out 
And then it was just like, <laughs> in, yeah. like a pollen warning. There was like, a big Purina factory in Flagstaff, and there mm, were definitely days oh, when it was dog. It's pretty oh, fucking dog, dog food, food today, outside. and it's awful. Oh. Um, There's uh, a similar thing happening in San Diego where, like, every summer, like, the, the wilderness just burns. And so mm. there's just ash covering everything. Nice. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's Be like, I'm in Pompeii. This week is- <laughs> Look at me. I'm having a great time. <laughs> just like the people in Pompeii. <laughs> this week this is I a just, great reenactment. I just can't breathe and every surface is covered with a film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A film, a coating even. Exit stage left. <laughs> okay, wait. How did you get from Pompeii to Snagglepuss? That's what it was kind of what it sounded like. To- oh, yeah, yeah. That was... This is the gritty reboot of Snagglepuss. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta like read more about the extended Snaggleverse, Jim. I never talked about it on this podcast because they had, like, when I found out about it, they had just talked about it on Idle Thumbs. Right, the, yeah. the Snagglepuss reboot. Yeah. I also don't care about it, oh, it's, it's, it it's, any further than I care about, like, listening to funny people make jokes about it. So uh, Listening to, to, to Jake do the, the <laughs> Snagglepuss voice, I, I thought, like, the, the page that they released was pretty amusing. So there you go. Um, the other game was the... Oh, Snagglepuss. The, the, That's the a pop culture from the 60s that I remember. <laughs> That's right. Just put yeah. it there. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Holy Grail. Just show me it. Um, <laughs> the other game was the fucking gardening game that I forget the name of. And I had gone into this thinking that it was going to be like a Farmville kind of a thing. Like all the games, all the mobile games now that are descended from Farmville where you are like planting crops and then reaping them um, over time. This is the one where it's like where you're not that you're like building a garden from currency that you earn by playing Bejeweled or whatever. That was what I had said last week. Oh, is it? And that's not what the gameplay that's is? That's not what the, well, sort of. Okay. Um so what I was surprised by is that as far as I got, at least, you weren't actually making any decisions about the garden. Okay. You were just like saying, like the, your butler guy is telling you what needs to happen next. And there's this plot that's happening along the way that... Um, a garden plot? It's kind of, yeah, mm. you know, you inherit this thing. Okay. Isn't a garden butler called a gardener? Yeah, he's dressed like a butler, though. <laughs> um the so wait, are you garden. the gardener or are you the like owner of the house? Don't call the toilet butler. Here's the We're all backed up again. Here's the dentist that cleans my house. Who plays the match three game? Okay. To um, so to unlock the next part of the garden. Okay. Um. And so like, which was like, which is fine, you know. And I sure. enjoyed this for like half an hour, and then like the the match three game just gets really brutally difficult which is the exact opposite of what like you expect when you look at one of the you look at the trailer for this thing and it's super fucking like oh this is the going to be the most relaxing five minutes of my day where i plant <clears> crops like a casual and yeah and it started themed, valley themed yeah. like a relaxing thing. um and except that like you're to make any progress at all after like you know half an hour or so you need to fucking beat this match three level to earn your coins right I mean that's and, sort of like Candy Crush yeah, yeah. style Crush right where I, I know I but I did but I was I okay what does it mean for a match three level to get hard if not just it's cheating at randomness to make it so there are fewer matches there are. At least with Candy Crush, they they like in- introduce a bunch of additional mechanics, and so like the levels are designed, and like the the bottom half will all be frozen tiles, so you'll have to like get a match next to them to unfreeze them, oh, and, okay. then, and then and <clears> then 
yeah. uh, do another match near them to like actually. Yeah, them it's for that real. sort of thing. And this game would have like you know limited. You get a limited number of moves. Yeah, and that's and that is also mm-hmm. true of yeah. Candy Crush. So it sounds like it's very Candy Crush like. Yeah. So the thing about Candy Crush that I remember them sort of innovating on was that they had just a giant map of levels, like just scrolled on and on and on for like hundreds and hundreds of levels. Kind of like two dots. Yeah. That. Yeah. I I sort of gave up and, playing two dots like immediately after because it was very. Similar. When you say a giant map, is this the sort of thing where like if you're stuck on one level, you could try a different one? You, I don't think so. I think you have to like. You can like skip a level. Like they later introduced a thing where you could skip a level once a day or something. But like, yeah, two dots was just a linear. Like it wasn't. It was a map. Like it's a, it was drawn like a picture of a map. But yeah. it was just a line it's with stuff. I don't remember if dots line. and company was like that either. And also, like the fact that our friend Margaret worked on dots and company makes me want to think that dots and company is not the same kind of exploitative I have garbage. No but I don't know that. Like I didn't get far enough into either of those games to figure out, like. Where the free to play bullshit line? Yeah, starts. like where, like how much of it? Like I, the the amount of this that they let you play before they start trying to get money out of you was less than the amount that it took for me to get bored mm-hmm. with. So right. or more than the amount that it took. It was for not me to get like that's with. pretty damning too. You know, like it's, I it's, mean, you know, I mean, it can't not necessarily damning in a different way. Like less right. objectively bad, more just the taste that becomes a taste issue yeah. rather than like a, this and, is an evil issue. And also, I don't necessarily like. I don't need like a time waster meditative game on my phone like what i want to do with that time is listen to podcasts and if i want to play a game i want to play something that's like more engaging mm-hmm. than that kind of, that's not to say that that kind of game isn't good it's just not like i don't need one of you're those. not looking for it you don't have yeah. a hole in your life yeah, for yeah, it right now yeah, yeah. um no. like i don't want a game to play while i'm listening to podcasts which i feel like is a lot of like what that kind of thing fills where it's like some ab- abstract color thing or whatever Although I did get pretty into Min. Hmm. That, and that one, I, like, I think at a certain point it was just like, hey, can we have $3? And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I just looked it up because you're going to want to write it down later. It's called Gardenscapes. Gardenscapes. Okay. Like, the, like the garlic like variant? Not familiar. There's a thing called garlicscapes that you grow in a garden. That sounds delicious. Yeah. No, they're okay. It's... I just... <laughs> I, that's yeah. just my reaction to everything. So, yeah. <laughs> everything is delicious. Yeah, does it have it's your only weakness? <laughs> Garden realms. I'd play that. Garden grinder. <laughs> that's like a vegetarian sub. Gardeners <laughs> only. Yeah, gardeners only. <laughs> sorry, gardeners sorry. garden butlers only. Yeah, <laughs> butler. Uh. Butler fuck. That's the <laughs> that is the or butler the, but, the butler's only dating site. Yeah, but- <laughs> <laughs> mm. That would be the okay. episode title if they allowed. Mm. They don't even allow turd. And I tried to publish an episode of this called Turd Based Strategy <laughs> once, and it censors the word turd uh. in podcast titles on Apple's side. I'm surprised by that. Yeah, I mean, it was a long time ago. Yeah, I feel like you, you, turd is not a word that you you usually turd, like. Turd is well, the word. It's, I don't it's, mind turd. I, would, I feel like turd's ascendant. I feel like I'm seeing turd more and more often. Like it's, yeah, becoming, it's coming back. I, I'm going to put turd in the like butthole category. Okay. There, I put there, turd in the butthole category. Tactically. Because yeah. <laughs> like, I'm in irony and I don't, like, right. I don't like the forward flow of things. Yeah. So. Back and forth forever. Yeah. <laughs> Into ironic causality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you played any video games lately, Gary? 
I, most of the stuff I play is for like assignment stuff. Yeah. So like, yes, but I'll talk about it on shows. On but other podcasts. I did. Uh, I started, I just wanted to dip my toes into it because one of, because of, well, I guess this is given away, but that's fine. Um, one of the restaurants we did was on Doom. And I finally got a chance to try Doom 2016. Oh, yeah. Which is late. Like, I know everybody, you know, that's probably been discussed here before. But I finally got a chance to sit down with it. And uh, that's been real fun. Um, you know, I'm only a couple hours into it, but it's hit, it's scratching the itch. The Doom itch for, you know, shooting, <laughs> ripping and tearing. Like, yeah. Are you playing it on, uh, what difficulty level are you playing it on? Uh, just standard. Regular. Yeah, vanilla You're, for me. You finding it okay? I'm finding it okay so far. So I can't, you know, I can't speak to it. Uh, that, like I said, I'm only a couple hours into it. In what direction did you find it not okay? I had to switch to easy. Oh, okay. It just, it wasn't, it's, it's fun, but like spending 20 minutes in a big arena first person shooter fight and then getting and killed and having sucks. to start over. Yeah. I'm just and like, eh, I'm not going to stick with this game if I have to do that. So the points of friction I found have to do with the infrequent checkpointing. Um, and there's a couple levels with moving parts, like platforms and things that are real fiddly about giving you. Like, I think I'm standing on the platform, but my toe's sitting off the edge and it touches the edge of the elevator and I explode. <laughs> and then I have, and those are, they're placed at the end of, you know, it's supposed to be, oh, go explore to find the next arena. Right. right. So, and when you get to the new arena, that's when the checkpoint starts. So there's a little bit of that infrequent checkpointing that I find frustrating. Um, I found myself not wanting to collect the secrets because the map was so bad. Like the map yeah. made me feel like I had less of an understanding of the space that I was in rather than more. It's it's a really in interesting con- contrast to Doom where like, cause Doom is a 2D game yeah. whether it looks like it or not. So like you can look at an overhead map and it kind of makes sense. But this has that Z axis thing that makes it trickier uh, with that. But I'm having, I'm having fun so far. And then the last thing uh, before that I played was Prey, which I also imagine that's been yeah. talked to in some level here. But uh, I enjoy, I ended up enjoying that quite a bit, even though I think that the ending kind of kind of wasn't as good the end i mean i think jim and i both had the same the, the ending made us change our mind about replaying the game whoa, whoa. That, that's 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 why somebody said something bad about pre-alarm is that just the timer hitting 99 yeah, minutes it is yeah but that's happened before and it doesn't make a sound yeah it doesn't usually that's beep weird. like that does it maybe it got uh, uh so i i i you're right that it made me not want to replay the game but, but i still then i did yeah did um, you beat it Again? Not no, but I I'm pretty far into it now. Hmm. I I still want to replay it, even though the ending bummed me out because I want to go full alien. I want to do a bunch of alien powers. Yeah. That's that's um, what, I'm, what I'm doing as well. Yeah. But I actually love the ending. I so I like it narratively a lot. Yeah. So I, what I don't that's, like yeah. is how like harsh it gets, and I just became resource strapped in a way that felt shitty. Yeah. Like I just oh, don't so have like, ammo. To you mean like the last half an hour of gameplay ending? Yeah, I mean, I mean uh, when the military bots show up. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, like, there and yeah, then like, onward. Yeah. I that was when I just started running yeah, and, 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 not, yeah. and not playing the game but anymore. I'm just they, trying to They get do some hateful place. things with those yeah. things because they, they can they have a, they have can go vertically. So you can't, like, a lot of times I would hide above. I'm like, okay, I, I put a bunch of points into jump powers. I, like, climb with the glue gun. Let's go through the vents. Like, let's Batman Arkham this. And, and that's how I'm going to avoid the the um, Typhon I don't want to fight, um, which doesn't work with the, the military bots because they – can be up like they patrol in the the sky a lot of the time yeah um and then a lot of rooms are just unlimited ones so it turned it into a thing where it's like if i get spotted i have to restart which yeah. is my least favorite thing that can happen in a stealth game um there's there's a okay. bunch of like if if you really get stuck you can like just look up some strategies on how to deal with those guys because there are some pretty like effective ones yeah um the the couple of powers that come to mind are um there's a Typhon power machine mind, which lets you take over a, and then the equivalent human power is hack. 
Yeah, I, I was going no, I was going low alien yeah. stuff because the, the I feel like the game actually did a pretty good job. I didn't look that up in a fact. I think the game did a pretty good job of saying like, you know, I noticed that the turrets were detecting alien material. Yeah. So I felt really good because I figured out that gameplay twist before I learned about it. Right. Um, so I, did, I was going through without powers. The second time when I go through powers, I imagine it'll make that easier because I don't have ammo to worry about. So I actually really like the ending narratively. And I'm fine with everything that happens. I just felt resource strapped in a way that didn't feel like it was if, my fault. If you're going like, I don't know if you, this is your intent, but if you're going Typhon only, um, there are a bunch of like things that might surprise you. Like, for example, you don't get any inventory expansions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, but you don't need weapons if the, if you're just using psi powers to yeah. fight, which you, maybe you are. I, don't I, know. I was definitely, I'm definitely still using, uh, yeah. I'm still the, I'm using yeah. both, but I'm just not getting the human powers. Yeah. Mm. Like, I would say this game is like, has huge problems, mm -hmm. um, huge design issues. And, and like, I, I would say for, for sure the, the, um, the military operators, like, I, I think, uh, I would agree with you that like, yeah, the, the, it's, they are better narratively than gameplay wise. Mm -hmm. But I also like really appreciate that this game keeps doing new, interesting things, both with, nar with narrative and gameplay. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's one of them. I think like those guys showing up and suddenly like I, I at that point in the game before they showed up, I felt pretty safe and confident yes. in my ability to take on any situation. I think that's the idea is to give you back that feeling of like a stealth game, like give you back the fear yeah. that you feel for the first third. Yeah. Also, the, the the area that was not zero gravity suddenly becoming zero gravity yeah. in the end game oh, yeah. was also really, really effective. Yep. Yes. Yeah. That was like cool. That, super cool. Um, I think that what it had to do with an intersection of the game's pace and kind of where I was at with where I wanted to be in it. Yeah. So I didn't have an interest in going back to being scared at that point. Like I liked the arc of just getting like empowerment and that's about when I wanted the game to end. It just went on a little bit further gameplay wise than I wanted from that point. I wasn't playing it stealth at all. I was just killing everything. Mm -hmm. And once it became clear that I couldn't do that anymore because there were just an like I was at the end of the game and out of everything, and there were an infinite number of way harder enemies than I was used to. It's like, well, I'm just sprinting and quick saving a lot and yeah. slamming health packs and just running to where I need to go to trigger the plot event. Yeah. Like, I didn't engage with those yeah. things at all. Yeah. It ends up being like a game that, like, it's probably my favorite game I played this year for the things it does well. Like, mm -hmm. I really, I really love it. I'm, you know, vent crawlers are my weakness. Like, that's, that's my genre. I like 0451 games. And like, and it does a lot of really interesting things, you know, and there are things that people have talked up, but I think that they're really noteworthy. Like the bits of foreshadowing towards the, the twists are good. Not so much the obvious ones when you're having like alien visions, but there are a lot of neat little bits that kind of clue you in early as to what's actually going on. And yeah, the way the ending like totally recontextualizes the tutorial is yes. really cool. Yeah. It's, it's extremely cool. And like the actual idea of it, I find kind of weirdly resonant. You know, like I, a lot of people were talking about it as being very cliche as a sci-fi story. And I don't feel that way. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, it, it did not feel cliche to me. Um, you know, I was like, oh, like this is, this is a, this is a meaningful kind of statement about the value of humanity. Um, and they've set up stakes and they've set up what that means well enough to have this payoff. <clears throat> the thing that, and I normally don't, hey, here's another thing. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about, uh, Fallout 3. Yeah. <laughs> Fallout New Vegas also. What, while, my presence is a cancer. While I've got you, while I've got you here. Um, for, yeah. so that's it. New Vegas is really the ready player one of <laughs> the Fallout series. My heart. Uh, <laughs> um, no, see, that would make no sense. Um, the, that game ending by saying your choices were meaningful. <laughs> 
while showing that they were not in any way. Right. Are you talking about like, New Vegas? No, no, no. I'm about, not talking oh, about New Vegas. I'm oh, talking, like, pray. Just anytime. Pray. Okay, pray, ends, pray ends with that guy literally saying to you, the only thing that mattered were the choices that you made. Also, according to the story, no, no, not really. Yeah. They well, didn't. It matters for an implied postscript. Yeah. It's how but, much, it's how much, like, there's, there's a little bit of, like, weird RPing you have to do. But where, that's, but I mean, that's by that, by that rationale, like, everything is successful at well, that, right? In, in it, the, well, if the idea is like that, but only to me if it logically follows, right? So if the story that this sets up can set up a resolution that is, you know, they didn't actually touch on and tell me about and feels like it would earn it, then I don't mind it, mm. you know, because it's not like anything can happen after a game ends. Like technically, yes, you know, like at the end of uh, you know, like Bioshock, you be like, well, you know what? I'm going to put depth charges and just destroy the place and then skin all the little sisters and do all these things like you could, you know, even though if it said that you were you were good, but it doesn't make sense. You know, like the the ending that makes sense for you at the end based on your choice of either like, yes, aliens are alien and we can't understand them and there's no you know, hope the cynical, you know, yes, I'm going to murder everybody because I'm the alien and the chair spoilers for prey. Um, or the, uh, or the fact that's like, no, this like got through to me, you know, and that implies like this, you know, that works for me. I don't think you could have expressed that ending narratively in there. You know, an ending slide wouldn't have done it for me. You know, do you know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's a. Yeah. No, I, I guess if, if it had not specifically said to me, in the narrative voice of one of the characters, your choices mattered. It mm. wouldn't have occurred to me to evaluate whether my choices mattered any more than it does in any other game, right? Where it's like, well, some of my choices matter because they changed the way the ending cutscene plays out. Some of my choices matter because, like, a guy was dead and so I couldn't buy a shotgun from him or whatever, right? right? And th- those, like, that first one, the second one tends to be the one that I sort of care about, right? Like, I care about the impact that choices have on the way that the game plays, because mm. if all a thing is doing is, like, uh, the ending now, this this team of shitheads is in charge, instead of this team of shitheads being in charge because of stuff that you did that you weren't really told was, was going to affect that, like, the fact that this game says your choices mattered, and then they actually don't matter in any other way than like they change the way that you feel about your experience of it which is literally always true and it, i don't think a game can fuck that up but somehow that dude saying that made me feel like the game had fucked it up it yeah. made me feel like it was pointless to play again and play differently because nothing would be different when i got to that point just because it was like oh this was a framing device for a story that didn't Right. really care about what happened in the story. So the the only counter, like, I, that makes sense. I get that. It does. It just doesn't, you know, bother me as much. Sure, yeah. You know, neither here nor there. But one of the things I think that it does that's neat that is different than other games is that it takes that X value that you're going to put past the credits. Um, and the things you have to do to, to justify that, to make it make sense, uh, are all hardships, right? So, like... Uh, you you have to do a lot of things that are hard to do to get that X reward. Like X being the placeholder I'm using for what my mind inserts as that ending thing that matters. There's nothing you're going to do that's easier. It's not, they're not choices. They're ta- like, it's harder. You have to go through and say like, no, I'm going to put in the work to save these people, even though it's inconvenient and it's a resource drain. I'm going to do that over and over and show that this, this stuff matters. So that has like an AB agreement in my mind with yeah, an okay. ending that I can put there. So I think it plays with it. Like in, to your point, if I saw it the same way you did, 
when I replayed it, there'd be no reason for me not just to do other than obvious, like extrinsic reasons, like reward, you know, in gameplay reward or the feeling of doing things that are good that are in the moment. But there'd be no reason not, you know, to engage with any of those optional systems, you right. know, which I, I didn't come away with at that because I put in that work and that kind of helped me gain that meaning, I guess. See, and I skipped a lot of that stuff because I thought, okay, I want, I don't want to burn myself out by chasing every side mm. quest thing. Like it was particularly when I got to the part where there's like the Dungeons and Dragons stuff where this yeah. is just like a, this is going to be a long scavenger hunt. And like knowing myself, there's going to be a lot of things that just involve like tabbing out and looking at a walkthrough to figure out where the fuck this thing is instead of like spending a half an hour walking around looking for it. So I'm going to do another playthrough where I do every optional thing and really poke into every single corner because I'm not going to be in a hurry to see where the story goes or whatever or to right. see the new next area because I'm already going to know what it is. And finishing the game made me think, oh, nope, I'm not going to do that because yeah. it won't. Like, now that they've told me that, that it's up it, to you th- to bring that to it. Yeah. Like, it's then, like, I can bring it to like, it. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, it, I, 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 it's hard for me to put myself in the mindset of the person who skipped all that stuff, but I can see it in that case, yeah. right? Like, I can see your playthrough of just being like, and I just started skipping it because I'm like, you know what? I'm going to come back to this, and but I'm going to come back to it on another playthrough when I'm that makes sense. a different dude here. But then it was like, no, you're not going to be a different dude. Like it, it like, yeah, it turns out you're always going to be the same dude because of the way that we set this up. Because so it's, it's, like, it's like, a fiction yeah. that you're in, you're in a test. Yeah. So you're in a game, right? Like, and it's going to, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I can see that. Um, it, it doesn't do as good. I'm not saying it does like that element of kind of consequence as well. You know, I'm not saying it's like a paragon in that. It's mostly just that it didn't didn't bug me particularly. No. I'm not putting it up there with like you know your alphas protocol and the like. Yep. Jim, did you play Alpha Protocol? That we did that on the show before you joined uh, us. I did. I played it. Uh, I played it for a couple of hours and got stuck. Like I was trying to play a stealth character. It really doesn't support that all that well. Yeah. It, it, at first, hard. it doesn't. It actually becomes, it's super the, the most powerful thing you get. Like, stealth pistols is easy mode for that game, huh. but you have to get past the first kind of hub. Yeah. Like, you, I, I ended yeah. up, like, I gave up when it put me, like, in an arena with a tank. Like, okay, I'm not spec'd for this at all. Yeah. And, and you don't have powers to make that work. Like, you eventually will be put in those kind of situations, but you're stealthy and, like, you can do things like turn invisible and freeze time and shit. It's like magic stealth. You did, of. Kevin, you did a like completely no, you, a completely yeah. non-lethal yeah. stealth yeah. playthrough, which was, I remember being tedious, very, very tedious and difficult yeah. for you because the yeah. game doesn't really support that. Yeah. yeah. Man, it's, that game's good. I should replay that. Yeah. It's not perfect, but it does. I mean, I guess they, they are not in the exact same way, but a pair in my mind of like games with obvious like problems, but that also do something neat really, really well that I don't see all that often, you know? Well. I remember, I feel like we were talking about this a couple days ago or whatever, but I ended up in the same situation in Alpha Protocol that I did in New oh, yeah, Vegas, New Vegas. Yeah. which is that in both cases, I got the ending that you get if the developers can't figure out what the fuck you were trying to do. And so <laughs> there's one that's always available no matter how badly you fucked everything else up. And so I, wonder, I ended up with Yes Man and, and Stephen Heck. And it's, I wonder if there's a difference between our approaches and not a qualitative one, but like comes from like a de- game design background that you have because both that in common with the Prey thing have to do with like signaling, right? Like you're, it's like, you know, like, uh, like you understand that like it's the default and that affects it. And then in Prey, it was the fact that a character like told you that that affects it. So you're thinking, oh, the game is communicating this to me. Yeah, there might be awareness of that. And I'm not saying that to dismiss, dismiss anything. No, you're saying, no. But I, I just wonder if that 
colors his I, yeah so just some of the difference between how so, we're approaching it i i do think that my my biggest problem with not not even my problem like the biggest thing that makes me like Fallout 3's approach more than New Vegas's approach is that in New Vegas, you will often be doing something that is a fundamental game state change over the course of a single utterance in a conversation that it is not signaled to you as important in any way other than like you have to have been like paying really close attention and mm-hmm. like understand the story really well and not be like, uh, okay, I kind of was, I kind of zoned out for this one conversation because I was thinking about what's going to be in the next box I open or whatever. Mm. And like that, I think is what bugs me about like every time in a new Vegas when I do something in a conversation and then I suddenly see like five notifications of quests that failed. Mm. I think (laughs) fuck like didn't know that was going to happen. And I mean, it's a lot of that is probably just me being stupid, you know, it's not, it's not stupid, but I think it does speak to like different ways of engaging like with the game, because like to me, the way that new Vegas ends up being the better thing is because you have to pay that attention, but they give you things worth paying attention to. Like it is, you know, it's like, well written, there are good characters. There's a sense of stakes. Like it does these story elements. I think it does them really well. And, you know, again, like it makes sense. I think that, um, when me and Riff were talking about it on Twitter, where he said like, oh, you know, it's a game. It's versus a game that has good writing versus a game that's about like, you know, collecting, like, I want to see what's inside all the file cabinets. Yeah. And they're very different, you know, kind of approaches or drives, you know, for it. Yeah. Although I do think, I mean, I, I kind of remember watching you guys have this conversation and I do think that the writing in, in Fallout 3 is good. Yeah. It's just, it's not the kind of. Oh man, I, I, I have a very di- strong different opinion about that. Like. When I think of the writing in Fallout 3, none of it is things that characters say to each other. So I think that's probably part like, of... Are you doing, like, do you mean that literally, like, uh, text displays, or do you, like... I actually do mean that literally. Or do you mean, like, text plotting? Display. Like, I, the, I, when, I, when I talk about the writing, I'm really just talking about the, like, sort of evocativeness and the craft of the text that you encounter in like the emails. world. Yeah. Yeah. Not that, like, I think I just have this, like, general belief that conversations with NPCs in video games are always going to be bad. Yeah. And so if the thing that is good about a game is that, it's kind of wasted on me. Yeah. <laughs> and I, w- I would agree that in Fallout 3, that's the best writing in the game, you know, is in that stuff. Because it's it's there. there's little opportunities for little short stories and world building and stuff. And that's yeah. – it is a well-built world. You yeah, know? and those and those details are what I'm there for, and also yeah. like in those games specifically, and, and and like kind of in like Skyrim. Too. My least favorite part of Skyrim is like being in town. You yeah. know, like yeah. I I want that to be like to me. Those games are about loneliness, and when it's like, hey, I'm making a deal with this group of a hundred people here to figure out what their future is going to be. That's the opposite of that, and so the the like thematic strength of that is just not playing to what I'm looking for. Yeah. I mean, it's, I I can see that if it's, if it's a box that in your mind, like there's, you're not going to look at the box. And to me, it matters what's in the box, not a literal box, like a box of filing cabinet parts, but like, you know, NPCs, the context of the world, that stuff's important to me to have, you know, because it doesn't, it interacts with the loneliness, you know, to me, like I do, you do go off on your own, but it's like, I have a, you know, it's not just exploration, which is great. Like I love just exploration too. Like I played Fallout 3, I played Skyrim, you know, yeah. and I like that part of it too. But I like having something that frames, you know, a little bit more RP, like a little bit more role playing game 
yeah. to the game. No, and sure. that's, I mean, and that's a little bit more where, than an NPC just as a like quest dispenser, which yes. is definitely like, like my a little less wireframe mode. Yeah, you know, that's context. So, like, it, and that's more important to me. And it's, and it's fine if it's not as well. You know, again, I get that approach too. And I liked Fallout Four, and I don't think Fallout Four has super great writing. I just liked going around that world, you know, yeah. and playing it as a wireframe kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what, what you've been are, playing. Yeah, what are the long-standing uh, disagreements about things do we have? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> like, I think that's it. Um, like, we might have aired out all of our dirty laundry. I didn't mean this to be Gary Butterfield therapy hour <laughs> on Video Games Hot Dog. It wasn't my intent. <laughs> Who's the, Which one's the therapist in it? Uh, Jim. Okay. Uh, He's, He's been doing a good, doing a good job of, yeah. of listening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let me boot up Eliza to figure out what I should be saying right now. <laughs> Just pair it back what they said, but in right. question form. Yeah. 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 What yeah. makes you think? That, what makes you think that booting up Eliza would let you know what you should say right now? <laughs> what makes you think? That up Eliza? <laughs> Why do you ask? Why this do is, you this ask? This is like one of those so back rope circles, but with therapy, <laughs> where everyone just therapizes the person in front of them in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all take yeah. a bunch of ecstasy and give each other therapies. <laughs> <laughs> and whoever has a breakthrough last has to eat the cracker. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> See, that's Riff's the funniest person. <laughs> you just needed that. You needed that minute to get ready. Um, hey, do you guys want to talk about the assignment? Yes. Antihero by Tim Conkling Games. What's Tim Conkling's game studio's game? I don't name? actually know. I don't either. Studio. It's just our buddy Tim. He didn't clearly do it all. Like when the when the man's talk, that's not his voice. Right. <laughs> I don't know if. I mean, did he do the art? I don't know. Did he do the programming? Yes. He did do the programming. <laughs> I know he did the programming. Um, so yeah, this is a. <clears throat> it's a lot like a like a board game turned into a video game kind of. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah, a. I think that's a fair fairly. A fair Fairly small number of moving parts strategy game where you're well, although it's too many moving parts. There's a lot of there's a there's lot, a lot of, of moving parts, parts yeah. but it's not as many as like a lot of video games would have. Um, you have a you have a pretty limited move set and pretty limited decisions to make. Um, uh, but you're kind of on this isometric grid map of like a like a foggy London town. Victorian London. Yeah, you're yeah. running a you're running a spy guild by deploying urchins to churches, which makes them churchins. <laughs> the uh... <laughs> It's like it's like a worker allocation sort of situation. Yeah, you've got a couple resources. You've got a, you've got gold that you get by like burgling manors um, yeah. to to uh, buy units that are uh, urchins or guys to Thugs, murder urchins gangs. or guys to murder. Essentially, a butcher other bill guys. from Gangs of New York. I haven't seen like Gangs of New York. Like that's it looks like that's the character who leads your gang. It looks like him. Oh, nice. Or Bill the Butcher, rather. Is that a Daniel Day Lewis's? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's very good when he's on the screen and not so great when he's not. Okay. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah I can buy that. Yeah. Um, and there's some other couple units that I think I didn't get far enough into the campaign. There's to the there's like a saboteur, saboteur bomber guy, and then there's the assassin. Oh, tru- right, right. Truant officer. I saw that in the upgrade. Yeah, the truant officer. Ugh, um, ugh. So creepy. <laughs> He's creepy, yeah. And I also that was the point at which I was like, well, I'm never going to be any good at this game because I feel like it just tried to teach me the counter to this, and I don't. It didn't work at all. The and saboteur, yeah, counter to that. It's a very weird choice that the saboteur lasts so so it, short, so short. Yeah. and it made it feel like um, you just had to have this kind of like weird sense of of yomi or whatever that ter- like i just kind of anticipate that they're going to go for this because it's right. such a big resource cost yeah to put a saboteur somewhere You're- it's only like three gold right no no saboteur is is no it is only three but it's 
you had to buy them from six lamps, I think. Oh, so the, it's a like big the, to buy the, them, and sure. you had to, and you don't have persistence between levels. So unlocking them is something you had to build towards in your yeah. tech tree every turn. And plus, you need. That's why I was thinking you're going to end up spending an orphan to to bait the guy to wherever you've trapped the place as well. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And it also just felt like the trap didn't actually like if the trap killed the truant officer, yeah. then that would have yeah, felt yeah, right. Yeah. It, it, I like it's an I'm, additional cost. It's your gang's next turn. Yeah, you know, in addition to units left on the border are a resource for you though, B- because you can go kill them. Yeah, if you can see them, that's yes. the I like I partly I'm just bad at this kind of thing, and <clears> also. <throat> I really like the way that this game looks, but I think that the way that the map looks really interferes with its legibility by it being isometric isometric like that. Yeah, I often had a really hard time telling which building the labels were attached to. Mm. Well, I think that's complicated by the fact that when there's a chunk of town, the label is always centered Oh, but that's not necessarily where the building is. You have to have discovered it. Yes. There also seem to be like multiple states of discoveredness that I don't exactly. I think that's probably understand. only on the manors. Okay, where you I, have to find them, then you scout them, then you have to well, fight the guard, and then you can then you can plunder so them. There's multiple states of like plunder for that. But I think what you might be talking about is that when you have a bank oh, of, uh, of oh, sections that are covered yeah. by fog of war, right? Um, it will say like, you know, kitty cat bank or whatever. And that could be any of the three. Right. And you can burgle them without uncovering the fog of war, but you may not uh, reveal the one you ice. want. Okay. Yeah, the first one you burgle might be the one. Yeah. But it might not be. I could never really predict which things I was going to be able to burgle and which things I wasn't going to be able to burgle. Like, it seemed like a lot of the time yeah, moving I like to Burgle. How much Burgle is I know, saving Burgle, said Burgle. right now. <laughs> uh, the, like, you know, burglar or theft butler. Yeah. Uh, the, the, like, you'd mouse over something and it would be like, uh, do you want to explore this thing that we've decided we're going to do for you if clicking here is what you want to do? Like, so which I assumed click, it was just if you like. You clicked a thing and you didn't have a route to it. It right, would it would default scout. to AIing yeah. its way to scouting to get you there, which was and that sometimes was not the right the right path either. Well, yeah, because if if anything guards the path, yeah. So like there could be a, a guard that you could take out very trivially that would make it easier, R- right? Yeah. But it wouldn't automatically path around it for you. Correct. So yeah. I just basically couldn't get past that third tutorial mission. So that I'm the like, third yeah. one was tough. I definitely failed just on them. That one first. It feels like they start with the true officer, and it just makes it trivial for them to erase a lot of your progress. Yeah, you have yeah. you have to counter it with uh, with the saboteur. No, um, a lot of the early stuff is scripted. It, like the I feel like they. It, it's not, it, this is not a single player game. Right? Yeah. Like it is a multiplayer game yeah. with a campaign that's sort of a tutorial for the multiplayer game, right? This game also feels nothing like what I remember him describing to us a few years ago. I wonder if oh, it yeah. just changed a lot or uh-huh. if my memory of it Did is Did he used to be called Hero? Foggy, yeah. Because that'd be weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's yeah, literally it's, nothing it's like... the opposite of... Yeah, it's nothing like... <laughs> it's a worker statement for yeah. the game. Yeah, I was <laughs> expecting anti-hero to be like a pun of some kind because it's kind of a really dull name. It's a well, hero. It, it like starts with an, weird. It starts with an A. Yeah, so it's pretty early. It was easy to find in my Steam library. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
It's, it's like a, the first game in the Pax Aardvark Ten. Aardvark. Yeah, yeah. And we're in the last game in the, in the Pax Ten. Ah, <laughs> reckless disregard for that makes me angry every time I see it in my library. I wish there was a way to unbiased Steam game. Um, you can I, you can like categorize it and put it in like the. Mm. Yeah, I, I have a, I have an ugly ad. I have a quarantine of stuff I don't want to look at. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the, uh, but the um, yeah, it doesn't feel like it describes it because it is like a thieves guild strategy game. You know, and I don't think of a thief as as an antihero. Right. And like I, I feel like I got um I know I feel like I got further than Rift did because I talked to Riff about yeah. it a little bit. I stopped um, after I, I put, that, that third tutorial thing. Like I, I put like like three hours into it because I was pretty like having fun up until a point, but it continues that kind of uh very prescriptive difficulty uh thing continues and gets worse, I feel like. Yeah. So in that level, it's not really like you have this set of tools, how do you want to solve the problem? It's there's one thing to get to counter this. And that one thing to counter it becomes increasingly more complicated and more steps. So it kind of, in a weird way, runs into the, like, advance wars problem of, like, there's one way to do this. It's an order of operations that solves it. Right. But I can get 10 steps down that before knowing that I fucked it up. Right. Um, and that's that's my least favorite thing that strategy games can do um, is not letting me know when I failed early enough. Um, so th- but there might be a way out. Like, I, I had a I very hard time with that. Like, the sixth mission is a point where a lot of people, I think, have hit a wall. So the three butchers, the three different the gangs. Three, the three gangs. I found that – I got past that, but I found that very difficult. And I feel like the way you're supposed to do it is to, like, build up a strong gang to counter those gangs. Um, but the way that I ended up doing it was just, like, quickly getting to the assassin and using that to, like, kill everything. And I ended up having to speedrun it, too. You know, which and and this is partly me, but whenever I play a strategy game that has any element of like kind of base building, like my impulse is to make a powerful yeah. kind of base. Like I want to have cool stuff and I want to get yeah, build up. That but really doesn't focus. seem like it wants you to play this game that way. Like I did yeah. the skirmish modes. I played some of just versus like easy AI, and that was fun. Was like it? it was like yeah. I mean, I kind of want to. I, I was hoping that we would get a chance to play some of this multiplayer before oh, yeah. this because that would have been fun to come at it from like n- neither Novice, of us really yeah. knowing how to do it. Um, but I don't know if there's like matchmaking online play or not. I never, I didn't get a chance to play any of the multiplayer it, stuff at all. I am, was genuinely really impressed with the production values it's of really it. Good. Like it's really pretty. Everything feels really nice and crunchy. Uh, sorry, and that, that like map legibility issue, that is just a, preference of mine like i it is it is real hard for me to like something that is dia like a like a quad grid presented to me on they a diagonal like could that could have done a better job explaining what was happening because like i think gary and i better intuited, mouse, intuited better mouse overs for things like that told you what like things meant or what they were going to do would have been helpful but i mean that's all just you know that's the kind of thing that's like maybe one person needs this, but ninety percent of people don't, right. and so you don't commit resources to it. It's yeah. like the it just the yeah. you know choices you make. It it felt like um, in order to kind of get across some of the lessons. So that first level that people do get trapped on a lot of times with the three gangs, um, you get to sit there and watch your opponents point your their their resources, and uh, you know by a factor of ten more than mine, like fairly quickly a couple times. You know unless until I figure out kind of the way to play. So it felt like the computer was cheating you if that's not what's going on. Like it was really, it was essentially like a four on one, you know, because yeah. the, the AI would kill my units and, and not his. Right. Um, but I think that some of the kind of evening things, so like the assassin, um, made it so like limited that strategy, right? Like I was able to kind of speed run it. It felt like luck. Otherwise, the fact that he has so many resources that I do, um, 
because he's not being set back just means that he can hire assassins to undo so much progress. Like right. building up a gang is a lot of turns. It really is. You know, in that game, like a lot of stuff. And that kind of bummed me out, you know? So there are ways to do it, but there are maybe not enough ways. Like it maybe isn't one, but. It was weird that the, the max health, I guess it's not weird. It's like a game balance thing, but the max health of a gang is, is equal to the yes. damage of an assassin, right? Yeah. And so there's just no way to protect that. Because there's persistent health. So even if I got to seven health and the assassin took six, that's still a big deal. Sure. It wouldn't feel like a wasted assassin on their part. They can go finish them off. It would just take a little bit more resources as opposed to somebody who is regularly at like 12 gold spending, you know, six or nine. I can't remember how much the assassin is. It's like nice. eight, the first one, eight. I think. Yeah. Um, but it was just, uh, yeah. It does seem really steamrollery. Like it's not. It doesn't seem super possible to come back from a disadvantage. Just yeah, I think I think you have to have sort of a plan, yeah. uh, and just be able to execute on it, even if you lose a bunch of resources. Well, something so. too that we, that plays into that though is, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, um, but it some it seemed like some of the building placement was randomized. Um, as well, I definitely played a level yeah. twice in a row, and once I started out next to an orphanage and uh, the thing that gives you lamps. Another time, I started out with two things that gave me lamps. Right, and that was so much easier because I could put an orphan in each one, start getting two lamps per turn, and that's that being randomized kind of flies in the face of that iterative like I need to come up with a pl- strategy for this because you're right. going to have a different playing field each time. You know, I liked that you could you you were encouraged to buy one of everything on every turn because it was cheaper, but you could sort of dive into um, either like you could do two upgrades on a turn if you really needed to. Yeah, and that that had a huge amount of. <clears throat> it gave you a lot of different choices to yeah. make. Yeah, and that was... that was really satisfying because there there were times when when I thought I was screwed, but then I like had enough lamps to you know dive two steps down in a tech tree and get a thing and then was able to like kill right pick the upgrade that made it so you could kill a guy on this turn instead of having to spread it across two turns yeah Yeah, that's yeah Yeah, i think match made online or just like an actual single player campaign that was just like a bunch of sure a bunch of single player challenges that were meant to be just fun rather than instructive and fun you know would be but But that's just not what the game is maybe the skirmish stuff is and kind of like that right like if it can just Maybe the, maybe it's just a matter of tuning some AI to like yeah. make some interesting yeah. plays, tuning and signaling too. Because I didn't, I assumed the skirmish was just multiplayer mm. um, exclusively. I didn't think of it as a, a version that I could just play as kind of a basic level. So I thought I was playing the thing that Zach's talking about, like just kind mm. of like a campaign that you know was gonna initially going to tutorialize, but slowly introduce new concepts. And yeah, the skirmish is just either versus AI or hot seat. Yeah, player versus player. Oh, so it's and I get. I mean. I just understood that word to mean that, like, hmm. that's just what that mode is on something else that I played enough to... Skirmish means hot seat? Skirmish means single player versus... Like, a skirmish mode in a multiplayer game is is typically versus AI. Hmm. Um, is that what it's called in uh, Heroes of the Storm? No... Okay, because that's still for other humans against. A bunch yeah, of you can. It there, sounds like a word from like the early real-time strategy era, like yeah. StarCraft, maybe. Yeah, like this is just a game on a map right. without like a, without Keeper. the campaign mm. thing. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know, but yeah, then there was a button that said online. Yeah, <laughs> as much as I, yeah, man, I I really wanted that like, you know, complete single-player version of it because it's stuff yeah. like I liked it. 
Like I, you know, I was like, oh, this is an appropriate amount of depth to me. And you do get those feelings like you're talking about of pushing your resources to do something strategically that feels great. Yeah. You know, the times I figured out those kind of puzzles, it felt really good. Part of it is just the genre of like it being hard to come back and not yeah. knowing. But I, I ended right. up liking quite a bit about it. Um, I think the last time I was on here, whatever the assignment game was, I played very little of like i just I was like i don't like this and like you know kind of stopped pretty early but this i you know i was pretty puzzling surprised and i'd never heard of it as well mm-hmm. you know because it's new eh? right yeah, yeah it just came out yeah it just came out a few days ago yeah. um yeah yeah and it's like i we just happened to like he'd been working on it since we met him mm. years ago um not as i don't think it was his full-time gig was it or was it i don't know actually yeah I don't remember. He left Three Rings and started working on this. Right. I forgot that he had been at Three Rings. So. Heard it was a real circus there. Yeah. <laughs> they had a cool secret room hidden behind a bar yeah. thing. Something. I don't remember exactly. It was a, it was a bookcase that a bookcase, opened up into a bar. Opened up into a bar. Yeah. But then there was a secret room also in there. Yes. It's a different secret room than so. the bar. Sure. Yeah. It was behind a toilet. I've got to get a bar where there's a liquor cabinet that opens into a library. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you could just put some books in your liquor cabinet, right? That, that, that's true. Or I could just get drunk and forget that whole architectural plan I have. <laughs> you get so get so drunk that you can't read. Yeah. That's one of those Jewish holidays. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. What, what did you think of this, Jim? Did you get a chance to play Antihero? Uh, I played it for like an hour. I would... I. I know you're 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 like you're asking me to talk because I haven't said anything, but I don't really have anything to say about this game. Like I played it for like an hour and hated it because I hate all board games. Oh, you hate so, all board games? Pretty much. Jim. Gosh. Um That's a that's a a major a, limitation in your future happiness, I feel like. Oh, like, I don't know. Swap. I just avoid board games and I'm perfectly well, no, happy. So, what I'm talking about is when like all oh you mean they're going to be future assignments that are board games no I'm talking when this about this podcast like, like, we all beat the shit out the of the okay. apocalypse <laughs> yeah it's going to really suck then <laughs> when the you don't like board comes. games huh what about the Ready Player One board game? Yeah. Yeah. Undoubtedly going to come out. Yeah. So you're saying like after peak oil. God, it's just fucking no Yu-Gi-Oh, but the cards are no Robocop, Ecto-1. Uh, and all they are is just represented by a I'll number. Probably like, I'll probably uh, like pick up guitar. Okay. You know, I just leave. Or Strawberry shortcake. I would, probably, I, I would probably be okay with designing board games and never playing them. Okay. I could see that being fun. Sure. You've never played a board game you liked? I don't know. I kind of like Arkham Horror. Wow. That's a fiddly yeah. game, too. Yeah, wow. wow. That, yeah. Hmm. The theming won me over. And credits. Yeah. Like, <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Uh, well, no, we have, to, we have to talk about what our next assignment is. And Jim wanted to do this as our next assignment, even though Kevin refuses to install it because of weird malware fears that are unfounded and Riff won't get a real computer. Uh, so <laughs> it's just going to be me and Jim playing Mega Maker, which is the Mega Man version of Mario Maker that is very, very soon to be DCMA'd. DMCA'd? I think it's D- the second one. DC- yeah, and it's okay that they don't play it because like it we're we're going to just going to talk about like copyright stuff and yeah. the level de- like amateur level <laughs> design and modding is it installed is it is we it get it? into an argument about whether the public domain is important yeah. oh my oh god. god is it installed on your work machine or only at home <laughs> it's time for the tort report <laughs> some tax hour on Dave's uh, <laughs> hot dog uh, i can install it on my work machine so you can play it while i'm gone all right cool can or while you, i'm there can you set up like remote desktop so Riff can play it too huh i don't know we could just we could buy a dedicated That's PC that he could. Seems like yeah. Well, we keep offering via, to well, buy. 
We keep offering to buy Riff a Windows machine to play video games on with the Patreon money that's sitting there not being not being spent on any... With the money we've saved from Riff not buying PC games that we play as assignments, we could buy you a fucking Windows PC to play the games on, and then we could start doing it, right? Like, it's... I prefer that we uh, but he not. Just doesn't want I it. prefer that we not create a situation where we can easily make every game a Windows only game because then that's a significant portion of our listeners that will not be able to play the assignments. We're gonna buy them all Windows we'll machines. We'll buy them too. all Windows machines. <laughs> yeah, pay, our Patreon backers have been very generous. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, you know who this episode was brought to us by? Our generous Patreon backers. Who in this setting we make up some funny names for what huh. our Patreon backers might be, like Chief Dimples, Bodie McBoatface. Kevin, for fuck's sake, do a better job than that, Gary. Laura McClurberson. Shippy McShipface. Tim, 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 Tim. Christ Jim. Christ Jim. That was my father's name. Christ Church. Hidden Kel. Secret Hitler. Cal Drogo. <laughs> uh, guys, I've had a fantastic time recording episode number 296 of Video Games Hot Dog with each and every one of you. Oh. Even you, Gary. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I mean, especially you, Gary. Oh, thank I, you, I Gary. Uh, Gary, actually, before we before we, uh, before we we pull the curtain on this <laughs> shit show, <laughs> plugs, uh, plugs. What, uh, where, can people, where can people find you? Yeah, plug, yeah, plug I, your shit. Um, you put can, that turd in that butthole. I'm going to put a turd <laughs> in that like butthole. Like. <laughs> it's the way you like it. Uh, <laughs> uh, drop off only. I, I'm going to... Uh, uh, you can find me on... I'm going to go pick the kids up from the pool. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> My home planet needs me. <laughs> just took a giant backward shit before flying into space. That's the... Oh, like sorry. Got to fuel up. It's like a Donnie Darko sequel where time moves that way down to that detail. <laughs> um, you can find me on uh, twitter.com at garyba g-a-r-y-b-u-h uh, and you can find our podcast at duckfeed.tv um, where we do uh, a bunch of shows uh, some of which Jim likes the music too some of which he doesn't um, <laughs> primarily watch out for fireballs which is a games club podcast coming up on its 6th anniversary on my 37th birthday September nice. 8th also, abject suffering is real good. That's, oh yeah, that's, thank you. It's probably my fave on the network. Yeah, had, you guys have never had. Ke- we've never had Kevin on. That's true. If that's you true. have a bad game you like, we could complete our, our video games hot dog scratch off. <laughs> and yeah, we're there. We're, we're at- it's a good show. It's just, you guys just fuck around. You know, yeah, that's like a, that's that's, that's what I, I just like. You and I like Cole both it's, a lot and i like listening to you just just bro out it's like it, that it's like that friendship porn you know yeah, it's like it's, the <laughs> it's the kind they had in the 80s yeah um yeah. just look at it's right there just look yeah. at it it's a uh, yeah that's a super that's the most fun show that we do uh, but we do we do a lot of shows because uh, we don't know how else to get people to give money to us for patreon other than coming up with new shows so right uh, we come tier, up with a yeah. bunch, of, bunch of stuff you got the i like uh, i like cole's dark tower show yeah um that's really good radio free midworld i really like uh the rem podcast that you guys do that you I was I was sad to hear you report that like yeah, nobody listens to it's it. It's like the lowest listenership on the the network. That makes me yeah. real sad. How do you know that? Good. Like, it's is it possible that somebody is downloading it and then like copying it onto cassettes and handing it out? To <laughs> yeah, without the express <laughs> written consent shows? of Major League Baseball. Is, is it possible that Michael Stipe has recorded it? Yeah. Is oh to us? yeah. He's dri- okay. Michael Stipe puts it. He records it and then he puts it on a cassette and puts it in his car and then he drives around listening to your podcast and writing the lyrics to it. As That'd he, be fantastic. See, yeah. Just weird old bearded Skype is Stipe is the one I want. A bearded, bearded Skype. Michael Stipe. 
Skype is a different, uh, <laughs> different character. If he plays it like He's real just loud like the with glitch the glitch core. Down, yeah. There's a lot of people just, who hear it. Uh, yeah, exactly. It just increases your listenership all over town. Yeah. Um, I got to say, Gary, I'm really proud of you that you started removing shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the Jim Crawford negativity about the network hour. Like. <laughs> What's no, uh, what, uh, what shows? No, no, I mean, because th- I've talked to Jim about being feeling overstretched okay. and stuff too. I, I hope that's a reference to this. It's not the, uh, the <laughs> no, joke. Not just yeah. hate your I'm work. glad you're putting less garbage bullshit <laughs> yeah. into the world, Gary. I'm glad you started removing yeah. shows. And Jim's, you, Jim's you just saying what we're all in real life with your artwork as well. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, that's a uh, bonfire side chats ending. So that's the other thing. A lot of people. That's what most people know me about. Uh, no be from i think that's our most popular show when it's running but right it's over but i mean it's it just had a charter that's over with right yeah. i mean, the, I mean you'd some just people be, don't think so like <laughs> there are people who are just like who really you know, want keep, you to play yeah, all i can think of is Godsmack. what's the, <laughs> you know, the band that, yeah the <laughs> band that's tapes? uh <laughs> dark souls no the, <laughs> like the other games that are like like there's some game that's like the like dark souls that they, like stuff you, like that or isn't or, every game like, like dark souls in some that's, way that's actually true do dead cells yeah like dead cells they want us to continue doing that but those are so hit and miss and it yeah, takes so much time and like yeah. we don't want to do that so we we we're at the time this comes out we have one more episode of like what we're doing. We're ending the same way we began. So we went back to Dark Souls and we're doing uh, final episodes. And those have been really fun. I think those are some of the best episodes we've had because they're real high level. Sort of like like freeze frame at the end of the episode and, and like 20 years later and it tells them what you're doing and stuff. The, the, uh, I should do the 20 years. It'll be like a wet hot American summer. Yeah. yeah and then we actually yeah. come back in 20 years and be like, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, like 20 um, years. Mm-hmm. All we can do is play board games in this post oil world. <laughs> right. It's a shame that Jim killed himself because he can't enjoy <laughs> our <laughs> Turns out he hated guitar too. So. Yeah. The last oh. string broke. <laughs> yeah. Um, There's finally time. I, I, <laughs> I, I have a, 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 a sappy thing plan for the last episode that i haven't uh haven't said but i do have one sappy thing planned oh. I'm, I'm trying to get people to write in and say that we made them cry oh so okay so you feel threatened about but, yeah too. but so. i mean that, like by saying something mean yeah yeah <laughs> just like, like hey, you're you adopted made, you mean like how the games <laughs> made me cry like that <laughs> um, yeah oh oh well well so. guys this has been this has been really great, and I uh, hope we do it again real soon. And listeners, I hope you'll join us. And if you do, Gary won't be here next time. Oh. Yeah, so if you don't, and if like you don't, this, he yeah. will. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cockaboo boo boo <laughs> Have a great week, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.